All right, so we're gonna bury the lead on this one. Usually we don't get too too into the topic in the intro, but I think this is an important one. We gotta we gotta run down some shit real quick. <laughs> Today we're gonna be talking about the eleventh entry into the Children of the Corn series. Some of you. This is a surprise. Um, if there's anyone out there who is aware of the fact that this is the 11th Children of the Corn, if you're a big corn cob, um, I, I, I'm gonna have some words for you here. But uh, I, I think, I think we should run down the list of names of all of these because 11 movies is insane. I can't even think of a different franchise that has like 11 entries into their IP. Can you? Yeah. Uh, I mean, off the top of my head, I can't, but I'm sure they're out there. But also, honestly, Children of the Corn is a really weird franchise to have so many iterations. It's not even a full book. It's a yeah. short story. Oh, it's it's goofy. Doesn't make any sense. So for a short so for a short story, granted, I mean it is a Stephen King tale, but like there's a lot of like full-on Stephen King novels that haven't had adaptations that but this short story has 11 spawned 11 that's crazy i don't think people even liked it that much the story i mean (laughs) it seems based on the information provided there was a time period in which everyone was very invested not financially right but (laughs) right right because we're we're dealing with a much different like uh socio-political climate when he first released that story and so it kind of the context made sense so right out the gate the original self-explanatory 1984 children of the corn so this is the first one nobody moves an eyebrow this is the first one this is the one that is based off of the short story by Stephen king gotcha okay so that i'm presuming i'm presuming this leads right into children of the corn 2 even cornier Unfortunately, they got a little bit ahead of themselves, and they titled it Children of the Corn 2, The Final Sacrifice. Oh, you can't have The Final Sacrifice be the second movie out of 11. No, I mean, they obviously didn't know that they were going to get eight more of these, but you're shooting yourself in the foot with The Final Sacrifice on number two. Somebody has to be like, I thought we were done with this. Uh... That one came out in 1993, so we did have a bit of time between the two, but this one is also still based on events of the original story. Then, two years later, 1995 rolls along, and we get Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest. Ooh, Urban Harvest. So do you know anything about the context of this movie? Because I will admit, um, Children of the Corn is a bit of a uh of a, a gap in my in my now my horror knowledge um so does does like this third one take place in like a city yes this uh this third one is about two of the is this children the jason takes manhattan equivalent? yes you got it <gasps> so this is where we're taking two kids from the children of the corn cult and they were adopted and sent to chicago Oh, and Chicago can't handle corn. We all know that. Uh, they can barely handle what they got. <laughs> um, yeah, corn into the mix. It's just a no good disaster. Then we're going to skip one year. Children of the Corn 4, The Gathering, which okay. I think, honestly, least interesting title out of all. Of yeah, them. The Gathering. For a movie with 11 entries, 
they do a pretty good job of not fucking up the titles. But this one, I think it kind of falls flat. Well, I mean, considering we've already had the final one and also the Takes Manhattan one, I don't know any title would have worked for this one, you know? So we might as well just come up with something and just ship it. So what are we talking about with five? Five, 1998, Fields of Terror. Children of the Corn 5, Fields of Terror. Is it is it labeled as five Fields of Terror or is it just Children of the Corn, Fields of Terror? V. V. Oh. This is this is one of those ones where up and up till five, we're going with Roman numerals. So this is Children oh. of the Corn V five v. Fields of Terror. Wow. Okay. Alright, you add more you add more fields. More fields means more corn. More corn means more scary kids. I guess. More terror. Right. Yeah, more um, terror. So what are we looking at with six? Where do we six, go? Six, we're going right to the turn of the century, nineteen ninety-nine, October oh, nineteen ninety-nine no. release. Here's where we're really putting the gasoline on the fire. Oh. Children of the corn, six six six, Isaac's oh, return. No. <laughs> oh uh, right, because Isaac was one of the characters from uh-huh. an earlier Children of the Corn. Alright, so Isaac returns. Uh, also, it's now demonic. Um, <sighs> all right, so what are we looking at with seven then? So we get a we what, get what a did, nice. What did Isaac accomplish? We 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 kind of we we take a br- a brief second. We fast forward to two thousand one, Children of the Corn Revelation. My my most favorite subtitle for a movie is when you throw in Revelation. <laughs> Well, because that's when we're going to be breaking boundaries, knocking down walls. We're going to be telling the fucking truth this movie. Revelation. So what happens uh, for for the next one? Well, they seem to be pretty satisfied with Revelations um, as far as the corn cobs go. Because we don't really need to satiate their thirst for another ten years. Wow. Yeah. Then, August 2011, we get Children of the Corn Genesis. Ooh. Sticking with the biblical terms. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good pretty good theme for them. There is a there is a religious undertone to these movies. Well, I mean, there's a religious undertone to the story, uh, but go on. Then we get another another pretty pretty long break in between. Um how long but of we a break get, are we talking? Because we already had a pretty long break. We went, what, would you say 11 years? We get up to Revelations uh, in 2001. And oh. then those are all, so those are all Dimension films uh, as far as the oh. uh, distributor and production. Uh, then we take a little detour in 2009 for the Fox 21 Television Studios remake of the original Children of the Corn. So now we're going back to the beginning. We're doing the whole thing over again. My brain is spiraling right now. Yes. Then after the 2011 one, Children of the Corn Genesis, we get uh, Children of the Corn Runaway in 2018. <laughs> okay. That's that's Lionsgate fault. We can blame Lionsgate for that one. I wonder then what happens in that one. We finally arrive at 2020, the new Ooh. adaptation, divorced from all previous movies, sharing the same title as two other films in this franchise. We have Children of the Corn. 
Brought to us by RLJE Films and Shudder. RL Stein? Because <laughs> it feels like an RL Stein tale, I'll tell you that. No, RL Stein would have checked out long ago, probably somewhere in the fourth entry. But yeah, I, I think it's very bold to name three of your movies after the the original, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I guess I guess I guess we should probably we should probably play the fucking music or do you have something really good for the no, music? No, no, no. I got one more and I'd love I'd love for you to wager a guess. There's a <sighs> short film based on this story that is that predates all of these movies. It goes back to 1983. Uh-oh. What do you think the name of that one is? What what would you guess? Is the, it what would I guess is the name of like the subtitle of a Children of the Corn movie? No, 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 no. The title. And I got news. There's no corn in this title. <gasps> um I don't know. All I can think of is is it's <laughs> like Rosemary's Baby is stuck in my head. Uh, That's weird. That doesn't make any sense um, at all. I don't know. I'm 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 speechless. I'll, I'll save you the aneurysm. The short film uh-huh. Disciples of the Crow. Oh, well, how would I ever have guessed that? <laughs> I don't. I they don't no even idea. talk about crows. All they do is talk about sense. corn. It does not make a fucking shred of sense. <laughs> but that's a little walk through the cornfields for all you corn cobs out there. <laughs> uh. There, all you listeners behind the rose, welcome Oof. to The Devil's Cut, a podcast about all the media that goes bump in the night. If it's scary, spooky, or spine tingling, we're here to talk about it. I'm Matt Young, and I'm here with my co-host, Eric Rossi. Eric, how are you doing today? Today, I am channeling a deep hate for corn and all corn are accessories. Are you feeling corny today? Corny. <laughs> not uh, feeling corny uh, today. <laughs> I sell corn and corn accessories. <laughs> Ooh, uh, yeah, I guess not to bury the lead even a little bit. Today we are talking about Children of the Corn 2023. If y'all, you know, we are a fairly new podcast, but Children of the Corn is a fairly old franchise. And uh, this might be the first one we're talking about, but this is the 11th. 11th movie in the children of the corn franchise what other horror movies like out of the gate like off the top of your head what other movies have as many entries in their franchise than this the only one i could possibly think of is amityville uh i have no idea how many amityville movies they are but i know that there have been like a whole shitload of like unofficial amityville movies i know that the latest one they have like an amityville in space yeah there's like amityville there's one that's called like amityville something it's about time and it's like a time travel amityville movie i Uh, so would not have in a million years expected that yeah so i know that amityville has pretty solidly jumped the shark 
franchise wise. Um, but you know, Children of the Corn, <laughs> based on our intro, I think jumped the shark and is now like back for like another try, right? Like they've already been ruined and they're like, well, you know, how much could people hate us? Let's try another. Well, I'd like to quote um, Megan Navarro, who writes for Bloody Disgusting and co-hosts the Bloody please, Disgusting please, podcast. Please she, quote for her. She goes by Haunted Meg on Twitter. Um, Ooh, Haunted but Meg. the article she wrote uh, was titled something along the lines of the 11th entry into the Children of the Corn franchise pleads a fairly good case as to why the franchise should die. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably the most polite way you could possibly say it. <laughs> I I pretty firmly agree because I, as I, I I'm not gonna say you know I'm the most qualified to make that decision because I haven't seen you know 98 percent of these movies. But if this movie speaks to any of the rest of them, we can probably call it. You know, we can flush this whole thing down the toilet. Doctor, We're done. We're done. Doctor, with corn. time of death on corn, time of death, please. time of death on the and corn. You know please. what? And you know what? I was fully prepared to make a lot of corn kid jokes this episode, but I'm not gonna make any because you know what? I want to keep his pure soul as far away from this piece of garbage movie as possible. <laughs> this movie you just let shames that child grow up in peace. <laughs> this movie shames corn kid, <laughs> <laughs> and that's and you can quote that. From, from Matt Young, this movie shames Corn Kid. He's pure, and this movie's garbage. <laughs> um, all right, so yeah, we're talking about Children of the Corn in 2023. Uh, let's get into the you know stats for the movie. So the writer-director of this movie is Kurt Weimer, and this is where, like, immediately I have to stop and assess things, which is never a good sign. Because, uh-huh. like, this guy, Kurt Weimer, has, like, a, I don't want to say good track record, but, I mean, he's made some big movies, right? Like, so, yeah. y- you probably know him most prominently from um, Equilibrium, the, uh, uh, what's his name? He was Batman. Uh, he was the, the Batman, the Dark Knight Batman. He, he, he It's, Bale? like, starring him. Huh? Christian Bale? Yeah, yeah. Isn't Christian Bale the one yeah. in Equilibrium? He does the gun, the gun, mm-hmm. tongue fu. It's called Gun you know, Kata. Gun Kata. For all you huge trench coat nerds. Yeah, I mean, like, but Equilibrium was a huge movie, right? I mean, for a certain subset of nerds. Uh, yeah, at, you know, at the he, time, yeah. Yeah. He also did the Point Break remake in 2015. He also did Law Abiding Citizen, which I am obsessed with that movie. So yeah, that's the thing. Law Abide, all those other movies, eh, you know, like there's there, there's a tinge of goofiness to them. Law Abiding Citizens a pretty serious fucking movie. It's wild, and it but it's a it's like a good twisty, solid good crime movie. Plus we got Total Recall in 2012, which I actually like. I like the remake of Total Recall. It's not as good as the original, but I think it's solid. But anyway, this guy's got some interesting movies. I believe though that. His biggest, like, critical, I guess we'll say flop, was, I, I believe he also did Ultraviolet with, uh, what's-her-face from the, uh, Mila Jovovich. 
Oh, I don't think I saw right? like, that at all. Nothing is coming to mind. It's like an anime given, you know, physical form is basically what that movie is. It was like the Battle Angel Alita before, or or the Ghost in the Shell before they, you know, okay, decided to use actual IP. Or the, I don't know if Ultraviolet was an IP beforehand or not, but it basically has the same vibe. <laughs> we don't know much the, of as, anything. <laughs> I don't know much of anything. Don't quote me, listeners. Don't at me. I don't know anything. I'm just, 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 just along for the ride. All right. But I do know that this guy did a lot of stuff before this. And even though people probably regard that stuff as bad, it's not even close to as bad as this movie. I, I'm trying to uh, find a place to fit this in, like, the worst movies we've, like, watched for the podcast this and is I, absolutely the worst one i would watch that fucking dumb exorcist movie like a dozen times before i watch this again yeah i mean i how many sound effects can i do bang bang. i just i i have a hard time putting it under that one only because it's like a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy all the way down the line and it's like so so like construed and like warped and it's still pretty much just as bad as that other movie they did just right out the gate but it's definitely it's definitely tied for me but this movie this children of the corn isn't even like a copy of a copy it's not even a copy like this movie is like oh look at all that stuff that you know has been that came before us that we could draw from and turn into a better movie let's ignore all of it and make a worse movie than anything that's come before it's, it's that's like the, the the mentality of this movie it's so right out of the gate let's start off by saying so this movie was produced Produced and filmed in 2020, so it was filmed during COVID lockdown. But I, I, I think I read that like because it was produced by like an indie studio, it didn't have to like abide by like the same as strict like filming rules as like other bigger studios. So they were able to like film it and wrap it up real quick. But it wasn't released until this year. So three years later. Which is pretty wild. Like, pr- imagine I'm- just, like, making a movie and just sitting on it for three years. Well, I'm pretty sure it did have an initial release in did 2020. It? I'm almost positive. But it was very small. And I'm pretty sure it was only in Sarasota. I I, I think they had a small release uh, oh. screening in Sarasota that lasted, like, uh, I think a week. Maybe three. I could be wrong. But... <laughs> Afterwards, it was supposed to come out on Shutter and release like wide, but it it just didn't. They just like you said, they sat on it for three years. And March twenty sixth, I believe, it is supposed to be available like all like for wide release, like for like you know streaming. Right. But yeah, it it did not it did not benefit from uh the the covid lockdown i i then again i don't no. think it would have benefited from a wide release either <laughs> yeah i don't think oh no i think i actually if i have to state my like formal opinion on the matter i think this was probably the best case scenario like as little eyeballs on this movie as possible yeah 
for all involved. Ugh, yeah. So the movie stars uh, Elena Camporis, uh, Kate Moyer, Callan Mulvey. And then, like, I mean, I don't even know if I want to, like, shame any of the people in this movie. I was, like, contemplating whether even I should talk about who was starring in it to begin with. Here's what um, I'll say. Kate Moira. Or Kate Moyer? Yeah, Kate Moyer. Yeah, she plays the titular, like, child of the corn, the creepy girl who leads this movie. She is acting way above her age. She, I think, is fucking bringing it. And I think she understands and embodies her role better than literally anyone else in this movie, all adults included. Mm -hmm. I think she is a creepy kid to watch out for in the future. I think we'll see her again uh, in something soon. I I think she she kicks ass in this movie and everyone else let her down. Yeah, I do have to I do have to agree with you. I think she like felt like she was acting in her own movie and they just kind of spliced in everybody else around her because like she everything she does doesn't even fit like this film no (laughs) it's just like she's she might as well just been talking to like tennis balls the whole time how much (laughs) anybody else is giving her you know like it's just like she's She's doing a pretty good job, I have to say. I, I don't love the character that she plays, but I think, you know, again, we, you know, we just got done recording um, the Something's Wrong with the Children episode. And, I you know, it's hard to, you know, kind of for me to critique, you know, child actors. And I think most of the child actors in this movie don't do a very good job. But I think uh, Kate Moyer does a good job. She was just given bad direction. I don't even think her direction is off. I th- I, I think she's I doing think the best terrible. with what she has. But I, I just think she's bringing a performance level to this movie that literally no one else in the movie is. And that might make no, it yeah, weird and stand out. Mellow. But like... I. It, I think she acts fucking circles around the kids from the last movie and honestly most other creepy kids we've even covered on this podcast. Yeah, she does she does a really good job. I mean, I Here's the thing though. My problem with this movie is the children of the corn in this movie, all of the children, they're not creepy kids. They're just assholes like there's not a creepy <laughs> kid in this movie like even kate moyer's not a creepy kid she's just a kid she's just a violent just, kid yeah she's just a violent kid who's just wreaking havoc all these children are just dickwads like they're not e- evil or cre- well they're evil but they're not creepy they're they just, just like like there's not a point in this movie where i'm like oh yo that's a creepy kid get the fuck out of there anytime a kid shows up i'm like just fucking drop kick him What's the island in Pinocchio where all the shitty kids live? I, um, I was gonna say the island of misfit toys, but that's a <laughs> that's, real thing. Not not uh, not that one. I forget what that island's called. Where everybody turns into donkeys because they played too much pool, <laughs> and smoke too many cigars. Yeah, uh, I forget yeah, what the name so of that is. But that's what these kids are like. They're like not like you know they're not possessed by demons i mean maybe they are i don't know they what the are movie's violent, trying to tell me but it, they're not but they, they're not but yeah fucking, but they're, they're that's not the whole thing is so the weird thing about this movie that i know is in other movies is that like most of the children of the corn movies and and the short story itself kind of center around well 
like a lot of Stephen King stuff around religion. Um, so this whole the Children of the Corn are it's supposed to be like a you know dissection of like religion and cult like behavior and like you know how like cults are formed and stuff. And so like these these children are supposed to be like you know they they start worshiping this you know the one who walks behind the rose right like that's the context of the story yes some is that sort these of children entity. start to yeah they become obsessed with instead of worshiping you know god or jesus or anybody they they start worshiping this corn uh, daddy entity this corn daddy who lives in the cornrows um but the but that and that's cool but this movie it's almost like they were like well what if they were just like motivated by like socio-political ideals instead of a corn god and everyone was like well that's interesting and so they started filming it and then they were like but what if there's also still a corn god yeah let's just throw a corn demon in here for fun right because because it for most of this movie it doesn't seem like the kids are motivated by any sort of like like you know god or dark presence or cult or anything it just seems like these kids are like, yo, they in th- th- this whole town invested badly in our futures, so we're going to kill all the adults. Yeah, our our our, our parents they made, made poor financial poor decisions. decisions, so we're going to kill all the adults. Like. So we're going to kill them all <laughs> instead of like, oh, well the corn, the one the man who walks behind the rose, he says we have to sacrifice the parents and then we'll become one with the corn and we will be happy forever like that's like something that i would understand kids kind of buying into (laughs) but this movie doesn't make any sense because like it's basically just a bunch of kids who over who are just allowed to overhear like a intense like uh town hall meeting and then decide well we're gonna kill the parents because they don't know what's going on just just dumb it is very stupid, but uh, all right. So let's get let's get into the more of the details. So, uh, we gave you the cast. Um, so, box office wise, this movie th- this is coming straight from IMDb Plus. I don't know any. I don't have any other numbers to back this up. This is what I got. Um, as of March twenty fifth. So the budget for this was apparently ten million dollars. March twenty fifth um, was yesterday. Yeah. Oh. So That's too the much. budget was the budget was ten million dollars. Uh, opening weekend it made two hundred and sixty three thousand dollars. Overall, to this date, gross has made four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh, so we're looking at a we're looking at about money. a nine nine even being generous we're looking at about a nine million dollar loss. But that's not being that's not counting in, you know, fees that they've already recouped by like collecting from streaming services, you know? Well the problem is the the, distri- the distributor who put money into this was shutter. <sighs> yeah, we need them to do good. Good we business. We need them to continue shutter. to do good. Shutter, please sponsor us. Shutter, shutter please sponsor what, us. What were you thinking please. when you let them do this movie? We'll we'll delete this whole podcast if you give us money yeah. to advertise. Yeah, I won't even talk about Children of the Corn again if you sponsor us. Um, so runtime for this movie, uh, so it was released March twenty first, twenty twenty three. World, you know, mm-hmm. U S wide. Runtime is ninety three minutes, 
Uh, it is currently sitting at a 3.6 on IMDb. It's got a 13% on Rotten Tomatoes, but this time with a 38% audience score. So the audience likes it a little bit more than uh, the critics. But Metacritic, Oof. it is sitting at a lowly, lowly 22%. This is a, this is a like 15 out of 100. This is... <laughs> This is a doo-doo movie. <laughs> yeah, this is a doo-doo movie. This is, like, the only time I would ever watch this again is if, like, I had the flu and I couldn't sleep, so I turned on Sci-Fi Channel at 3.36 a.m. Yeah, the only way I would see this movie again is by accident. <laughs> yeah, this movie is hor- horrendous. Um Ooh. And you know what? Some... We did say before, we have not seen all other ten Children of the Corns. So if there's any corn cobs out there who are like, you guys are morons, this is the this is the high point of the franchise, nobody, we're coming back after this. I just want, like, who are they? Do they live in Iowa? Nobody. Where are there's these There's not people? a single person. There, I, I guarantee you there's not a single Children of the Corn fan who is going to come at us and be like, you know, that movie was great. Uh, I, I just don't I, I don't foresee it happening I mean I guess you can at me on that one at Twitter but like I'm really not too worried about it uh, so apparently this was Kurt Weimer's first movie uh, that he directed since Ultraviolet from 2006 uh, which he actually <laughs> afterwards he retired from directing because he faced too many creative differences with the studio when making Ultraviolet. I mean, and hey, this is this the one is time indicator. I'm on the side of the of the the studio. I'm always actively against the studio, but I I'm not really sure Kurt Weimer's got what it takes. <laughs> I gotta ask Doctor Uncool if he's ever worked with anyone who's a. Uh... <laughs> who has any connection to this film? I gotta, I gotta find an insider Dude. track to yeah, to we, the info about it. this. But yeah, so I mean, I don't think, I, I think without any ado, we can firmly say that me and Eric, we don't like this movie. This movie was bad. We talked about last week a a different scary kid movie, and I'd rather watch that like a dozen times while somebody is just kicking me right in the junk than watch this movie a, a single other time. That being said, we are going to break it down as, as <laughs> and find as much humor as we can in this thing. We're sure going to try, but we're going to jump right jump right into spoilers because we just got to get into this. So, let the uh transition go. Transition happens. Here we are on the other side. All right, we're back from the transition, and uh, we open up our movie. Surprise, it's on corn. Surprise, we're in a cornfield. Who would have thought? We get five or six shots of B-roll from uh, In the Tall Grass. Right, there's no no way that they didn't just buy this, buy the right rights to that B-roll, right? Like, it's just inexplicable corn. They didn't film that on site. Yeah, no way. Um, oh, yeah. Also, let me just, just before we e- even get in any deeper into this, if you want a, like, plant-based 
creepy Stephen King movie, just go watch In the Tall Grass on Netflix. That's a good adaptation of a Stephen King short story that has, as far as I know, only been done once and it was done well. So just please go watch that one. It was perfect. It was all you need for a creepy tall grass movie. But um, this movie opens up with basically a character essentially exiting that movie into a work worse one um we 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 get a uh we get a creepy teenager who um exits a uh crop of corn um we have a young girl played by this is our you know main main antagonist slash this is our this is our main corn kid let's go with corn child this is our main corn child a kate moyer who plays eden so this is Eden, um, creepy teenager walks up on her. He like has a knife ready to go. He doesn't harm her or the cute little baby sheep, you know, that is also right next to him. But he walks up to what seems to be some sort of like, is this like an orphanage? Yeah, this is, this is a temporary orphanage kind of home for right. wayward individuals and abandoned children. Right. So he kind of like aggressively stomps towards the... Uh, the building and then a uh you know what i who i'm assuming is like some sort of teacher or guard like comes out and then immediately gets you know shanked by, by this kid just like fu- you know up oh, fucking dead you're out first kill of the movie he collapses then we get like a shot of a bunch of di- different like police officers showing yeah, the up the call to- goes out there's something going on at the at the Rylan home you got to get some units over there. Somebody's gone in and started attacking adults. Looks, they relay over the radio that uh, there's there's some farmers there and they're trying to deal with the situation. Their idea of dealing with the situation is to pump halothane out of a tank up into the window and in an attempt to use this, uh, it's a inhalant anesthetic. I looked it up. Uh, and it's also banned. You can't use this shit anymore. It's unavailable in the U.S. because it is dangerous. Uh, but they pump halothane into this children's home in an attempt to subdue this attacker. Uh, Right, so, like, so is the idea that they were trying to, like, put everybody involved to sleep and then get everybody out and then arrest the stabby guy? That is the idea. That is their that is their hostage negotiation but, tactic. Right. But instead, what they end up doing is killing like all you know twenty children, a handful of uh, adult caretakers, and then also the teenage stabber. Yes, they they essentially gas an entire building full of children based on the suggestion Ooh. of a terrible farmer. But we see the sheriff is there along with some deputy of his and they're kind of like, you know, we don't like the situation, but I guess this is how we're going to solve it. And (laughs) they do nothing to try and intervene with this plan. They're like, yep, gas them. So so we end up getting. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So we get a um, a little phone uh, like news shot. So 15 children died in that incident. Not not counting all the adults, but uh, straight up, they just killed so many kids. Orphanage just fucking nuked this orphanage. Um, and and I think so. Like we're we're dealing with like this is like a really small town because what we get is a 
shot of the sheriff who kind of made that call being like, oh, guess I'm not going to be reelected, which I guess is we're dealing with like an elected like sheriff situation. Because like you don't elect your sheriff in like a normal town, right? Not not anymore. I don't think. Right. Like you have to be a pretty small town to elect your sheriff, if I'm correct. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't like, know who's you appointing sheriffs anymore. Right. Like if you get to pick who is your sheriff, I think you're a. We're dealing with a pretty small town here. Um, but then we also, we so we get a shot of him being like, well, I guess there goes my re-election. And he is having a conversation with like some sort of Stephen King sta- stand-in character. Like, <laughs> um, but he's this pastor who, and he is a villain in this movie, but not for the reasons you think. And also he's not very influential. Um, but so he has this conversation with this pastor who then goes into a holding room. The sheriff, the sheriff's kind of introducing the fact that like, hey, you know, we, we fucked up, but after, after our fuck up, we found that little girl in there wandering around in the cornfields for like yeah, 11 days or some passed? shit. Oh, okay. So like two weeks, basically. Yeah. So she was wandering around in the corn because she was the only one who wasn't inside the building when they gassed him. And uh, he's like, you got to go in there and talk and see yes. if Eden knows anything about uh, why, what's his name, went in and killed everybody. Yeah, so Eden wasn't in the classroom. You know, she had that conversation with that kid who came out of the corn. He went into the school and she just kind of peaced out, you know. So they found her wandering the corn, you know, two weeks later. Uh, the pastor has a conversation with her. Um, she's like putting together a puzzle that's like an Alice in Wonderland puzzle. She talks about how she's like really into the Red Queen um, because she what what is the quote? She says she's basically like I like the Red Queen because like she just she does whatever she wants. How she, she, she does makes, whatever she wants. Yeah, she makes the world the way she wants it's it. Like, all right, that's some, I guess that's fair motivation. It's kind of funny because the pastor is trying to like you know, do good cop situation and interrogate her as to what happened. And she's just trying to like do this puzzle and she can't figure it out. She's so close. She's only got like two pieces left. And (laughs) it's so funny. The pastor's trying to pitch to her the idea of like, well, you know, I I heard about the accident and I understand you don't have anywhere to stay. How about you come live with me? You can just come live with me. Immediately. I was like, don't. He's he's so creepy. I was like, I was like, this movie will be worse for everybody if you go live with this pastor. <laughs> I kind of don't think she has any choice in the matter. Yeah. But also, the movie doesn't really care anyway either because the adults are pretty much like a non-factor in this movie, as we'll get into. Because So, so does she decide to end up living with the pastor? Not that it matters, but is that what happens? I think that's what happens. I don't think she has very much say in it because I think after this we kind of get a tour of the town. We kind of oh see and that the, the-, <laughs> the most rundown town in history. It's it's so funny because it's a it's supposed to be a rundown town, but it's the most put together rundown town you've ever seen. Like as if somebody like they just set up shop like in the middle of a town and they were like, oh, you see this like nice put together like cute little country like 
countryside town. Uh, it, I I know it looks wealthy and well and, and and good, but we're just gonna pretend. Everyone around you is just gonna pretend that it's shitty and the worst. Like this whole town looks so nice. Anytime they show the town or like the houses, the houses in this movie look really nice. Everybody lives in like fucking like rural mansions. But any anytime they talk about the town, they're like, oh, look how dilapidated everything is. Oh, it's so shitty here. We have no money. We're destitute. But I'm like, you guys are all living in fucking farm mansions. Yeah. It's cr- it's crazy. The, this whole town, they try their hardest, which right, is like, not there's very not hard. Enough, there's not enough streamlined trailers in this fucking uh, movie. There's not enough uh, yeah. people living in Winnebago's. To convince me that exactly. these people are like running out of money, right? Like this town looks pretty nice to live in. I like everything here looks well kept, put together. Even the cornfields look nice until there's like one shot where they're like, "Oh, don't the corn look shitty now?" And you're like, "Well, I guess in that shot it does, but earlier it looked fine." Um, so yeah, but we do get a big montage um, of how shitty the town is. Then we get then we get some scenes in the cornfield where we get like people actually working the corn, and then we just get a shot of this one kid who just isn't doing anything, and he just finds like a like a necklace in the in 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 the dirt in a cornfield, and he picks it up, and he you know a- another person comes from out of frame. And it's it's a girl. This is our main character, um, played by Elena Camporis. I forget what her name is in the actual movie. I think it's Bo. Yeah. Right. Correct. They're actually brother and sister. Um, I don't remember this kid's name because he's so irrelevant to the movie. I don't know. Maybe you you would be able to I, I, tell me better. But I would also deem him relatively interchangeable and irrelevant. <laughs> he's nothing. But basically, our main character Bo is introduced, and in her name's like Bolen. You know, like the other Bolen girl. Remember that movie? No. Let's uh, say, um, who's the chick from Spider Man? So the upside down kiss. She did that movie. Oh, um, Kirsten Dunst. It's a Kirsten Dunst movie. Um, but yeah, so Bo walks out, uh, and she, like, I don't know. Everybody in this movie like tries to like the characters try to interact with each other. But honestly, one gripe I had with this movie is there's so much ADR. Like you can see this kid's mouth not moving. But lines just come from him regardless. It's just bad audio sync. Just bad audio sync. Like, oh, just say something brothery. You know? Like, they. so much of this movie is terribly edited, terribly synced. Like, honestly, I was sure that I rented the wrong movie for, like, the first 30 minutes of us watching this. <laughs> I'm I was glad like, that I don't we even got think to this watch is the right with our whole uh, squad, our cr- the whole spooky crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, I honestly thought I did something wrong and got the wrong movie for us to watch because like, there's no way it could be this bad. Like everything about this, the character interactions, the brother and sister duo who are introduced immediately. Like, I mean, maybe our our main character uh, Elena, she does like something. You know, like, she's got a little bit going for her, but, like, 
nobody in this movie knows how to interact with any other actor on screen. It's crazy. No surprise. I think she is also trying to do her best with what she's given. I think her character is written as just a complete stand-in for the viewer in a way that just doesn't work. Like, she lacks any real action to, like, try and deal with any of the problems presented in front of her. But we'll get to them. Well, here's the problem. So this this movie just puts the viewers in the like shoes of Bo, but it doesn't work. You know, it does work is the original Children of the Corn, where you are playing two people who just stumble upon this town one day as they're doing like a cross country road trip, mm-hmm. and they have to figure out why all the adults are dead and the children are creepy. This movie kind of is like a prequel almost to children of the corn where it's like oh how did they murder all the adults and it turns out who cares it's a reinterpretation (laughs) it's so it's but but the problem is you can't like if you're gonna make a self-insert character the original one works because you're just like a, a couple strangers maybe you identify with the wife or the husband but you both kind of show up to this town and you experience it through their eyes the problem here is that like Bo has and and at any of the characters in this movie, they've all lived here for, you know, at least ten years. I'm assuming I, the youngest I kid. I think is most 10. of these kids lived here their whole life. Right, but like, so everybody involved in this movie has infinite context to the setting, except us. You can't expect us to just instantly latch onto Bo because she's the first character you show us. Uh, the reason I latch onto Bo is because right out the gate right here she's walking through the corn with her brother and she's telling him like hey i got accepted to a college i'm gonna get the fuck out of here and he gets so butthurt he is so pissed he's like you're gonna leave and you're never coming back and she's like what are you talking about like our whole family lives here our whole life is here like i'll come back like obviously and then you're gonna get out too and he's like my grades are dog shit i'm never going nowhere (laughs) But he's clearly a nerd. He's got to get at least one class that he's got good grades in. No. But she's bitching and moaning about how all the chemicals and all the bullshit that they've sprayed on the corn have destroyed their right. crops. And it's, it's... So there's like a whole environmental thing in this movie where, like, yeah, the characters rant the whole movie about how, like, the corn is dying because the town, all of the adults in the town, because such a small town that every adult has a say i guess they all decided (laughs) collectively that like oh we're all corn farmers and this company came in and they said hey you put our you sprinkle our dust on your corn and you'll have the best corn that ever corned and then their corn died i think it's a synthetic like uh crop i think the, the the idea is that they're growing a corn crop that has been genetically engineered mm-hmm. uh and it's just not working they have to spray all these like you know extra chemicals on it to help <laughs> it work and she's right. convinced that it's awful and everyone else seems she's right to just give no fucks about it he's literally like taking big huffs of like corn dust off of these like leaves and she's like cut it out don't do that it's bad she's convinced that she knows what's wrong with the town the brother is a piece of shit um they have this like a little altercation but then this is when eden shows up she's wearing like a raggedy ann 
red wig and like a little cowgirl outfit. She like rides in on a horse, scares the shit out of them. And then kind of, again, because this, we're led to believe that they all know each other, right? Like she, they, they know who this girl is. This is the first time they've seen her. Yeah, I mean, they address her by her first name. Like, they definitely know who yeah. she is. Also, it's she's, just, like, the lone survivor of, like, a child massacre. I'm, I'm sure everybody knows who she is. Yeah, you know what? My One of my big, you know, peeves with this movie is, again, something we talked about in the last episode um, with the creepy children on Something's Wrong with the Children is I feel like I've just been... This whole movie... I feel like I was dropped into the middle of a Netflix series with no context and just expected to, like, figure it out. Yes, this this movie definitely drops you into the very beginning of Act 2 of whatever this yes. fucking movie is. Yes, like, like, I feel like I missed an entire, like, you know, three-episode intro to the context of the show that turns out is not a show, it's just a movie, you know? Like, it's... The, it, this whole movie just reeks of shit's missing, and I can't put my finger on what's wrong. But Eden shows up. Um, so she shows up, and then she guides our two characters. Um, I, I think the brother's name is Cecil or Cecil. Um, it's like a weird name that I, you know, can't can't remember exactly. Um, but either way, Bo and her brother they they get led deeper into the corn where there's just, like, a group of children kind of, like, dancing around this abandoned, you know, like, hot rod. Um, there's also, like, a, uh, I don't know, farm equipment. There's, like, a, a big, It's not like, a grain silo. Uh, it's, like, like, a uh, silo of some kind. It's, like, a water tower or... It's a silo of some sort. It, I think it's a water water unit yeah i think they're standing atop a water tower um a, there's a bunch of kids they're all just like playing some of them are just beating the absolute shit out of a car the car with like baseball bats and stuff one kid's got a bow and arrow he's shooting pumpkins they're beating up watermelons there's like a, i'm like i don't even know if watermelons in season whatever um, <laughs> this is this is the scene though why i'm like these are the kids from pinocchio they're just like ain't no parents here let's fuck up everything we don't own right? anything right but also i want us to remember that there's a there's a car here this is like fucking Chekhov's car <laughs> because they are beating the shit out of this car they're breaking the windows they're smashing it up also there's a kid up on the, 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 like, water tower or silo or whatever, and they're, like, playing a game where they're, like, oh, you know, you you told on us to the parents or something, and, and now you have to walk the plank, which is also reads into the, you know, Lost Boys thing. Well, they're, they're holding trial because they think this kid killed his dog, and he's, like, I didn't kill my dog. I love my dog. He was just an old hunting dog, and he ended up eating poison. That's not my fault. And they're like, well, oh, yeah. you should have done something to put him out of his misery. He died a slow and terrible death. Fuck you. Right? So, like, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't for this kid. Um, yeah. And he's, like, really high up. Like, they have, like, a little, like, bundle of twigs for him to land on. It's but they're not also even planning twigs. to it's just like a huge mound. It's like a haystack high of corn stalks, which right. also seem like they would be hard and pointy. Like I don't know if I would trust falling into a huge pile of corn stalks. It'd be like a bunch of branches. Well, I don't know if I would trust it anyway 
regardless because these kids are clearly planning on burning the pile he lands on anyway. Like, because they're prepared for him to die regardless of the scenario. But everybody is just like, oh, we're just pretending. And I'm like, I don't know. This all seems pretty serious. Like, it's a really weird vibe this movie kind of, like, presents right out of the gate. Where I'm like, are we, like, just sociopath children, you know? It's, like, because there's been nothing to show why they would be behaving this way. Again, it's another case, just like last week with the, um, something's wrong with the children. We, I feel like we don't get enough, like, access to what is actually corrupting these children, you know? Mm-hmm. Every time we see them, there's just more of them who are like, oh, I guess they're evil now. Who cares about context, right? I mean, the, the most that we get for context is that Eden is has taken on the role of the Red Queen. She's got this red wig. She's, like, into this idea where, like, she can use yeah, her even own the movie. charisma to like sway all these children but like she right. went out into the fields and got fucked up and now she came back and she's fucking weird and violent right but even the movie can't even commit to the red queen thing because they talk about it in the beginning and yeah she wears the red wig sometimes in the movie but when stuff really starts to kick off they just abandon that whole idea they never mention the red queen again I don't know. There's a scene. There's a scene coming up that I think is probably the most successful scene in the movie that I I think really works for the Red Queen uh, dynamic idea. Uh, But it's it's also like a really weird insert to like throw into the Children of the Corn. Like, yeah, let's just throw an Alice in Wonderland thing in here. Right? (laughs) You guys don't have enough mythology to draw on, right? In number eleven. Um, and just through Stephen King lore in general, like you could just pull from anything, right? And at the very least, people will be like, oh, that's cool because they're talking about Stephen King stuff, you know? But uh, so eventually, like somebody else bursts onto the scene and this is uh, what who I thought was like supposed to be the love interest of the movie. This is Joe Klosek. He plays the character Calder, which is like a crazy name. That can't be. That's got this is a Tennessee ass name. If I ever nobody's one. nobody's named Calder in a place where corn is their main export. Um, but he shows up and he's like, "Oh, this is like." Doesn't he say like, "Oh, this is my grandma's car, you asshole?" Yes. <laughs> yeah. He like claims that this abandoned car in a cornfield is his like grandma's, and he's like, "Stop fucking with it." But the the crazy thing about this whole scene is that they're still playing out this like trial thing, and. By the end of it, our main character, Bo, and the love interest, Calder, they both decide to leave because they're like, this is getting too fucked up. So instead of, like, stopping and helping this kid who's being, like, yeah. like speared, speared into, like, jumping to his death or severe injur- injury, you know, they just go like, eh, I guess we'll just leave and just yeah. not really bother ourselves with it. And I'm like, you're going to let that kid just get tortured? Yeah, this isn't like a let's let you know let boys be boys situation. Like they're they're literally pushing a kid off like a three story fucking drop into a bunch right, of. This kid's gonna get injured. He's gonna get yeah. really hurt. Worst case and... scenario, he's gonna have a bad time. But they're like, oh man, everything's so crazy. Let's get out of here. <laughs> like, 
So they just kind of dip out. They go, hey, you know, I, I don't want to be culpable. So why don't us teens just like, you know, head not head on out. And and then they're like, oh, all right. Um, but Bo's brother stays there to watch the stuff. Yeah, he gets butthurt because he's like, oh, I guess I'm going to hang out with these guys because after well, you leave for college, college next week, these are going to be only friends. It's like, dude, these are children. You are at least 16 there are right? got to be other 16-year-olds around here, dude. You got to get the fuck out no. of this cornfield. You're you're either a kid or you're a full-grown, like, alcoholic abusive adult. There's no yeah, in-between right? in this There's town. no in-between. You're either, like, you're either 40-plus or you're <laughs> 12. You're either beating your kids or your kids being beat. There's no yeah. in-between. Yeah, there's no in-between. Um... So yeah, our main characters Calder and Bo leave. Uh, I I think there's a couple like there's a couple flirty like scenes with them. Like we're definitely supposed to believe that these two have some sort of like interest with each other. Um, he finds he does find like a blade like just on the ground. That's like this rusty ass fucking machete, but around the the hilt. Instead of, like, normal, like, pieces of wood, it's, like, hilted with, like, corn cobs. Oh, I completely missed that. That's funny as fuck. Yeah, so there's not wood on the hill. It's tied together. Like, the blade is, like, cushioned by two corn cobs instead of, like, wood to to preserve it. <laughs> um. So there's the corn... It's, like, the corn knife. Uh, it comes <laughs> up later in the movie, too. Um... Yeah, they flirt for a little bit, and then Bo kind of notices that um, that Calder has, like, this bruise on his chin. Kind of notices. This guy's got a gigantic open wound on his face. It looks like he got fucking hit yeah, by a it car. It is a big... It, it does... It, it's very noticeable. And um, he's trying to hide it under, like, a, a turned-up hood and a, a hat, and it's like, dude, I'm yeah. sorry, no amount of shadow casting is gonna prevent everyone from seeing your gigantic domestic abuse situation yeah so this is like a a thing that i mean this is a pretty common theme in stephen king stories um he often incorporates especially like his longer form novels like i've you know i've read most recently that comes to mind is salem's lot where he does a really good job of like kind of setting up dozens of characters like in a in a town because he loves to tell stories about how like a, a, a an area can be like affected by evil not just like one or two people you know he loves to tell stories about how like an entire town communities can be swept up, yeah you know in the in the wake of evil and so this is kind of like in line with his thinking although it just doesn't really go far enough but he uh you know know, we've got a lot of scenes of this movie where there's just like little like touches this like tiny little community uh and like how just because there's also like a vampire here doesn't make you know abusing your child any less evil that's kind of like the stories he likes to tell yeah (laughs) <laughs> he likes to highlight um, the fact that there are other terrible things in the world going on and sometimes right, like oh you think Dracula's shitty you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you think that vampire sucks look what this lady did to her kid you know so that's what he likes to tell so you know this is right in line with his thinking I, honestly might even be part of the original short story I don't know um 
But yeah, so we find out fucking uh, Calder is getting beat up by his dad. And I have to say, when we find out who that character is, I'm like, Calder can totally kick this guy's ass. Yeah. Yeah. This The guy that ends up playing their dad, I'm like, this guy couldn't kick the shit out of a toilet. Like, this, <laughs> like he's got fucking nothing going on. The actor who plays Calder, who's supposed to be like 16, is clearly like a 27-year-old and very fit. And there's no way that he's going to be abusing anybody in that family. I'm going to flag you for the uh, metaphor of kick the shit out of a toilet. But yeah, you're right. He definitely like could take his dad. He he admits that he he didn't get punched by his dad. His dad wasn't trying to punch him. He just got in the way. He was trying to punch the other younger child. Yeah, he put his head between his dad's fist and his brother, which is like, no, right. dude, you're not uh, you're not absolving anyone's sins for your domestic <laughs> abuse wound. Ugh, yeah. But anyway, so we get a lot. I mean, this movie is just filled with scenes of characters walking past corn and then the corn being like, ooh, I'm spooky corn. Like, even though our main character, Bo, is constantly shitting on all the toxins they put on the corn, she doesn't make any effort to not touch. Like, she touches the corn constantly. She goes she out of her way to, to, like, touch the corn. Like, it, it, it's so it's stupid. Crazy. It's wild. And I'm like, I, I can't believe your character right now. Um, And then I think she eventually meanders her way back into town. She meets up with her brother, who is, like, noticeably just dirtier than he was, I guess, because that's what happens when you watch a kid get, like, prodded into oblivion. <laughs> like, Wait, after you watch a kid up, walk the plank, you, you likely do a lot of dancing in the dirt. Yeah, he he just shows up again, and he's all just, like, musty and dirty, and Bo's like, hey, what's going on? And they both catch their mother, who's, like, flirting with some random dude in his car, you know? And this is where we kind of gain context we learned that um Bo and her brother their parents are separated right like is that what we're supposed to be led to believe or are they just yeah, the they're parents, not separated their parents are like separated and their mom is not being chill about it she's very much a gal about town she's openly mm-hmm. like flirting with this other guy in this truck who i think is calder's dad really you think so i i I can't you know i think based on some lines later on yeah it's we're supposed to assume that she's like been canoodling with calder's dad i mean either way it's like a small town it's got to be somebody that they know right like there's only like six people in this town it's funny she looks like she's like just like hoeing herself out by the mailbox Right? Like, it's, like, right outside of their house, She's, like, too. leaning she's into like, this car like she's, she, you know, negotiating wages. So she's like, nah, Right, like, she turns tricks hour. by, like... Right, she turns tricks, like, she hangs out in her kitchen waiting for, like, the secret honk. And then, you know, she'll come out when she hears it. Um, Even weirder, at- she notices her dad is, like, across the street within plain view at City Hall. Right, and he's getting all his, like, fucking gear together. He's got this long, like, tubes. Like, he, he's ready for a presentation, you know? He's got all his graphs and charts. And their dad is played by actor Kellen Mulvey, 
who has actually done like a shitload of like action movies. Like he was in Avengers Endgame, 300, Batman v Superman, um, The Gray Man. Who was he in 300? Uh, I don't fucking know. Spartan, whatever. Spartan number 104? Yeah. You know? Just I mean, like, there was, he, there was only like 300 Spartan. of them, so he had to be somewhere in there. Yeah, he was somewhere in between 0 and 300. Um, but so he's done a bunch of action movies, but he's in he's in this movie, and he just, like, looks like, uh, like he's, anytime he, you know, goes for a role, Matthew McConaughey beats him. <laughs> like, like, right? Like, like he just looks like a, a, a dollar store discount maybe version a, of Matthew McConaughey. Maybe a, a better, a better analogy would be he does stunts for Matthew McConaughey. Because I don't think this guy oh, think is going out man? for roles that Matthew's going out for. <laughs> I don't know. It looks like he's trying really hard in this movie. And I got to give him props. And I don't blame him for this movie. I blame the movie. You know. Um, but so basically we get this like... So this is where we enter one of the worst parts of this movie. It is just this long, drawn-out, like, town hall meeting where they're deciding, like, what the fate of the city, like, wh- how they're going to invest their money. Like, do they, you know, s- sign up for, like, government subsidies or do they reinvest all their money to try and repair the crop, right? Like... It's this crazy, like, economic corn discussion that is just, like, is this what Stephen King wants? Corn politics? I don't know. But I think it's hilarious that right at the beginning of this meeting, the fucking pastor gets up there and he's like, Now I think the real problem is not the corn. It's no blight on our crops. It's not anything the big business did. It's us. We are sinners. We've been doing bad things. We're terrible people. Yeah, yeah. We... Hey, shut the fuck up. Yeah, but also the wildest thing is, like, it's like the whole town is just, like, a you know, a dozen and a half old farmers, but also town policy. Teens and orphans are allowed to weigh in. Like, I mean, they're, they're at least they're, allowed to be present. There's like I don't a little, know if they get a say. There's a fucking podium where, like, they're, they're, everyone's holding the meeting. There's a podium in the corner where three teens are just, like, scrunched up together. And it's like, oh, well, that's the teen corner. We'll hear from them when we reach that part of the seminar. This is the delegation you know? of 18-year-olds. <laughs> and it's just like, what kind of fucking town hall is this? Like, what? Because this is supposed to be, my, this is supposed to take place in when it was filmed, 2020. Like, oh, God. What town is like this in 2020? Yeah, Bo's dad is trying to pitch them the idea that they should take these government subsidiaries and not grow crops in exchange for money right, uh, from right. the government. And everyone's like, that's a terrible idea. We shouldn't do that. Uh, some that people agree. Like some shit. people disagree. Bo is like, we should fix the, the earth. You know, we should help it heal. Obviously, Eden is like, well, obviously we need to keep making corn. Corn dad wants it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, so she's motivated. She's a pro corn, you know, uh, patriot. She's so. got steak in the corn, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's got steak in the corn. Uh, but yeah, so like the I, I think basically what the me- town meeting boils down to is they go, 
The adults go, fuck the kids. Where are the adults? Well, we know yeah, it's right. We're the taking kids, those government The kids stuff. jump in and they're like, you shouldn't do this. You, This is a terrible idea. You should keep growing corn. And the fucking... All right, there's uh, like a whole... dad. The, oh, my God. He starts like the laugh track where he starts making fun of Bo. And then the whole town, I was like, ha, ha, girls be stupid. They don't know nothing about corn. And like the whole entire courtroom is like just like mocking a 16-year-old. And, and an 11-year-old. <laughs> Yeah, just like, ah, oh, you think you know what's up? You, you don't know nothing about coin, you fucking idiots. And then everyone's laughing. There's like a long, drawn-out laugh track. He's laughing like, like way too hard. He's like cackling at right? this. It, like, this is like the, Andrew Tate laughing at Greta Thornburg levels of like, you're a grown man. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> this is the part of the movie where I said to our group, I was expecting the movie to like, break out into a musical number because this is like the point in any Broadway musical where like the main character finally encounters her opposition and then she states her opinion and then music goes boop, 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 and the other guy starts talking <laughs> a little faster and then she starts talking a little faster than that guy and then suddenly they're singing about how their differences you know are gonna compete with each other and then we get like six more musical numbers down the line that just spread out of this and I was like I was almost getting like like musically blue balled by this movie because I'm like, when are they gonna start singing? <laughs> because this whole thing is just I've seen enough Broadway to to like expect now I'm now I'm ready for music and I know I'm not gonna get it, and so now I feel even worse about this movie. <sighs> it's it's pretty wild how how they it's it's so close to being a Broadway show. But yeah, eventually the parents finally fucking shut down their dumbass kids who clearly don't know nothing about corn business. And then I think after that, I think we just get like a couple more like sweeping shots of kids. Are we looking... going to talk about the corn hand? Oh, did that happen before or after this? Just before she goes on her campaign. Oh, uh, so right. So uh, so our our old, old friend Kate Moyer. Um, Eden. Well. Creepy girl Eden. She has a conversation with. They never call him by his actual name from the story, which is the one who walks behind the rose. But they do call him the one who walks. He who walks. He who walks. After they she leaves he- the town hall meeting, she's kind of upset because the the adults didn't take her seriously. So she goes out into the cornfield and like breaks down crying. And she, we get this shot through the corn of her, like, head and hands. She's crying. And this, like, CG corn stalk hand oh unfurls and, like, grap- grips, like, around her back to try and comfort uh. her. And it's just this gnarly, like, corn stalk, corn cob fingery. It's It looks dumb. It looks so bad. <laughs> it looks we we very we live in a post Guardians of the Galaxy world. If you're gonna make a plant guy, it's gotta at least look as good as Groot, right? I, I at least, I, yeah, at least it's gotta. <laughs> I, it, it's it's got, just I, this move. This entire franchise has never really given us the man who walks behind the rose. We've never really like looked right. at it. This and I'm is not really what upset that see. this is the f- yeah I'm really upset that this is the the one we do get to see because he looks fucking stupid like it, it I mean so in this scene we only see him his like CGI arm which is like 
it's dark enough that you're like, okay, that was kind of creepy. But as a discerning horror viewer, you know, I was like, well, that was creepy. But now I'm disappointed because I know they're going to show me more and I'm going to be upset because that wasn't enough to make me confident that we were going to be able to do this right. Um, Let's save that for when it happens because woof. This is where Eden starts her campaign. Eden yeah, but it's is not even that convincing. Around. Like it, it's like it doesn't have to be convincing. We just have to see her do it, no. right? So they they <laughs> have Eden go around, and she's convincing <laughs> all of these kids to get on her team. Sure, and okay. We we take a stop at a couple different farms, and she's clearly enlisting these kids. Right, and then we go back to. Uh, Bo's house. Yeah, her her Bo walks in and she is pissed. She's hurt. Her dad's been drinking. Her stairwell looks impeccable. This house is amazing. I don't know what anybody is doing for any money in this town. Um, but Bo Bo has like a conversation with her dad. She's trying to convince him, I think, to like join their like sort of like side of the political debate to save the corn. Right. Because she because because Bo still. So basically what we're looking at is Bo thinks that the town can be saved by preserving the corn ecologically. The dad wants to sell the land off to the government, collect subsidies and stuff like that. Eden wants to preserve the corn because obviously she believes in corn daddy. Mm-hmm. But right now, you know, uh, Eden and Bo, they're working together. But. But e- Bo doesn't know that Eden's evil and she doesn't know about Corn Dad. Uh, so Eden, or so Bo tries to have a conversation with her dad. Eden lures Bo's brother into a cornfield where there's just light coming from nothing and all the girls are playing He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not with corn cobs, which would take an eternity. It's so gross. It's like eight little girls under the age of 11 and they're all just like picking corn kernels off and throwing them into a bucket with like mm-hmm. a, a corn stalk idol. Then they lead her brother like deeper into the corn and it's really like uh, creepy. This is one of the better put together like yeah the lighting is weird the 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 the, the sound design is weird. Um I, I definitely like this part more than a lot of others. When we really play in the corn, this movie is working pretty fine, but we don't really do that very much, you know, which is why I say just go watch fucking In the Tall Grass because it's a better movie. <laughs> um, yeah. But then after that, uh, it, we cut to the next morning and Bo is chatting with the four teenagers. The, that the live only, in this town. yeah, the only four teenagers. Apparently there's only like young children there's like 10 adults and four teenagers, but there's like 30 children, right? Like there's so many children, but there's only like the ton of there's kids. only like four adults. <laughs> but so Bo and the crew, the the teen crew, all four of them, they decided, well, we got to take things into our own hands. We're going to stop the kids, we're going to stop the adults. We are going to be the ones to fix it. Oh, how wrong you are. They 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 get the number of some like podcast journalist. Yeah, she's like an internet journalist. She she's like a environmental activist. Oh, like po- is that like, like it? She, okay. She's yeah, she's like an activist, you know, like Instagram personality. 
So they reach out to her and she's like, oh, sure, I'll come. I'll drive out and we'll do an interview. Like, I really want to make some content off of, like, the, your town's plight. And everyone's like, okay. Uh, and then we cut to just like a pit in the ground where all of these children are painting the roots of the corn with pig's blood pig's blood the, this is the only redeemable sequence in this movie for me i think this sequence is awesome it leans into the red queen thing it leans into the corn shit and it is fucking wild to see the kids have strung a pig up uh like slaughter style and have drained the blood out into buckets then they're in a ditch that has been dug out I have no idea why or how but the ditch the ditch is dug out about like five feet six feet deep yeah so like all of the roots of the surrounding <laughs> corn is exposed and they're using paint brushes to paint the roots red like the red queen paints the roses red that that imagery is good. The problem is that like if you're going to do a like Alice in Wonderland, you know, theme or any theme, like you really have to commit your movie or at least the characters involved like if your villain is going to be like a Alice in Wonderland themed villain, got to commit, right? Like every part of this movie should be kind of Alice in Wonderlandy. You can't just have like a, a, a throwaway reference to Alice in Wonderland, right? Like, because this is the last time we even really talk about you it. You need to unify it with, like, a little bit more. Like, this, is yeah. the, this is arguably the last time we even touch on the subject matter, and it's just like, well, that one scene was cool, but it's a shame that we didn't go further with it. But, yeah, so, like, at least while we can appreciate it, the kids uh, are painting these roots red, uh, Bo shows up and is like, what are you doing? And all the kids, they're just covered in gore. They're like, we're painting the roots, idiot. Like, basically, like... Yeah, yeah it's so matter-of-fact as if they're just, like... They might as well be planting corn the way that they're like, what the fuck do you think we're doing? Right. We're, we're painting the roots red. They need to eat something. Yeah, because this movie, the kids aren't creepy. They're just assholes. Like, even the main girl, Eden, like, she's not, like, a creepy, possessed kid. Like... She, it just seems the whole time like she's just a smarter than average kid who's decided to just be a dick. And all the other kids are also is like. inconvenienced by anyone in her path. Yeah. Like, it's not even like she is any vengeful retribution. She's just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. It, it, it's like, it's, it's crazy. Like, I, I don't feel any sort of connection or remorse. Like, I'm not like, oh, these poor possessed kids. I'm like, no, these kids suck. They're just dick bags. So she. Basically, like, Bo is trying to pitch to them, like, hey, you guys need to go home. I don't care if you lie to your parents. I don't care what you do. Mm -hmm. I need you to get all of your parents down to the town hall or whatever because we're going to have a mock trial and we're going to convince all the parents that we shouldn't sell the land and that oh we should God. stop growing synthetic corn. Right. And Which is such a she's stupid, like, totally. Such <laughs> a stupid, so their whole plan, yeah, is to lose. The CWS solution. Their plan is to bring in this, like, Instagram influencer chick to interview the parents who they're going to, like, force to participate in this, like, public forum, and that's going to save like the 10, day. At, like, in, like, at night, like, late at night. Right. 
because she's supposed to be there. They're like, oh, it's midnight. She's supposed to be here by now. And it's like, well, I don't know about that. We do get a, we do get a sequence of it's, it's Bo back at home and her brother and her dad are watching mm-hmm. you. I believe you pointed out this to me. They're watching an episode of Twilight Zone. I believe it is the like psychic Timmy episode, right? Like it's the kid who has like infinite godlike powers. Yeah, he somehow has like god powers and he can just make anything the way he wants it. So he has like this whole like town held entire hostage. town of adults like held hostage. It's, it's Wanda, and, it's yeah. WandaVision, right? Yeah, pretty much. The the brother and the dad are watching that episode of Twilight Zone, you know, conveniently. Uh Bo is there. Hey, you know what? I, I let, let me I'm done with this. I'm done. I'm done. I don't need to keep seeing I see this all the time. Where, like, people putting together a horror movie, they they see something on, you know, they're like, oh, we have to put something on the TV here. I don't need you to flex with your, like, horror references. I don't need you to, like, come out here and be like, oh, you see that cool thing we put on the TV? It's like, I just, you don't have me convinced that this is what this man is watching. I, I, they do it in, like, all sorts of fucking (laughs) movies and TV series. I'm like... Boom. I'm good. I like the extra effort that they went through to do it. At least at least somebody was thinking in this movie. Like there was somebody involved just, in production that was like, let me put an ounce of effort at least. I'm here for the day. I, I I'll give them a, a a blue ribbon for effort, but man, I I'm just so tired of this trope. It's like just put something on the TV that I believe that they're watching. Yeah. I don't believe that this dad gives a single fuck about, <laughs> about the Twilight an Zone? old Twilight Zone episode rerun. Like, I'm sure this guy is watching Fox News. Just show me the Fox News footage. <laughs> and so during this whole scene, uh, Bo is noticing, like, you know, outside the window, like down and across the street, that like children are running rampant. You know, they've got like torches and flashlights and stuff. One girl, like, stops in her view and, like, looks at her from, like, you know, yards and yards and yards away and, like, shines the flashlight underneath her face. And then we get, like, this creepy, like, jump scare where the girl is, like, got a plant face all of a sudden. And it's, like... Yeah, she, like, transforms into a a monster made out of, like, corn stalks. Right, but I mentioned this when we were watching it. Like, imagine that... not from the viewer's point of view, but like from the character's point of view, she's seeing this scary thing. It's not like it's jumping right in her face. She's seeing it from like a football field away. How scary could that be? I would be like, whoa, what the fuck? I wouldn't be like, oh my God. Right, like I wouldn't jump back. she jumps out of her chair. Yeah, I would be like, what the fuck is that chick doing? You know, like I would, I would be more intrigued than anything. So that whole, that, I think that kind of jump scare is pretty cheap, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't appreciate it. Also, it doesn't make any sense because as far as we know, the corn daddy isn't turning people into corn. He's the only corn daddy around. So like, why is this chick's face turning into corn stalks? doesn't make any sense this is the same problem we had with the last movie where it's like you guys don't really define where like the the abilities of these people start and end i need rules man even if you don't lay out the rules like don't give me like 
conflicting results of what your your monster or your your villain can can do like if you're telling me your the corn daddy is causing full hallucinations and unindoctrinated people i need some more of it yeah i agree and so i think the next like relevant thing that happens here is like so Bo gets in her car she starts wrangling like the crew you know she gets her brother she gets the one, one or two or the other teenagers that exist. Um, I think they bring the dad, too. They're all basically going to um, Town Hall to, like, meet up and, f- like, force this scenario with this, like, social media presence. Um, yeah, she hogties her mom and dad in bed, and then she only wakes up her dad, and she's like, Hey, Dad, we need you to come do this insane ridiculously stupid thing where we're gonna put the town on trial and you're gonna have to come support our argument but also be quiet and don't wake up mom because she's gonna think it's weird that we tied both of you up and he's like all right i guess i'll play along yeah it's so weird like what nobody behaves with any reason in this movie and so they all end up at the courthouse um, where they find Eden and one of the other creepy kids just kind of sitting there in front of a horse. The horse has a rope attached to him, and they're like, oh, I wonder where does that rope go? Bo and, you know, love interest, uh, fucking, what is his name, Kalen? Calder. So, yeah, Bo and Calder go like, what's what's attached to that rope? And then they, like, bust in the door, and, oh, it's Calder's abusive dad, who, like, earlier in the movie, like, it flat out publicly admitted to beating his children everyone was like oh yeah that's so funny because we're a corn town you can beat your kids we love it (laughs) beat the bricks off that kid everybody was cheering on how he beat the shit out of his kids and all the kids obviously were like well obviously we don't like that um so now the calder and Bo they bust open the door and it's abusive calder's dad and he's like strung up and they try to save him, and they're, like, so incompetent. He's, like, being strangled currently because he, like, was originally standing on, like, a stool or something, and he kicked it out from underneath him, so now he's hanging. And they are, like, about the two most ineffectual people at, like, saving somebody from being hung I've ever seen. Like, literally all they would have to do is walk over to this man and, like, bend over, and he would be able right, to support just, himself right. like they on them. Just bend like, over, and he'll just stand on you. All they have to do is pick you. up his feet. Yeah. And that's it. But they can't figure that out. And then eventually they have, uh, what's her name? Eden is like, all right, come on, we're done. Let's go. And then she like makes the horse walk forward. And this guy just gets like pulled up, up through the drop ceiling of this, <laughs> of this building. So he just kind of like <laughs> gets pulled up and away into like heaven you know <laughs> like he just goes like the claw <laughs> the claw yeah it's like he's like a fucking claw machine it's so funny calder is having a bad time he's not really stoked on watching his dad be hung by a eight-year-old which is weird because you think he'd be fine with it but we find out that they've already kind of gone through and that they they you know, they've essentially Eden like murdered. And everybody else took too long, so they they've already rounded up all the adults and murdered all the ones that would. Right, be so like up. they've murdered all the adults we've seen before, and all the ones we haven't seen, they're they've they're dead. They they say that they've killed a bunch of people, um, but then the rest of the people, the adults, are being just held in the local you know 
like drunk tank, right? Like they're just like there's just like you know a dozen and a half adults just put up in this jail cell, one wide jail cell, while they're going like full on. Yeah, the kids are the kids are doing a whole musical number just without the music. You know, they're like tossing papers yeah. up in the air, lights are going off, and you could just imagine me. Like, That's kind of exactly what it looks like. You, yeah, you nailed that <laughs> that one on the head. It it looks like something out of like it's like something Matilda, out of Matilda or Annie. Like this is when the orphans <laughs> get to slack off, you know, except. The adults are there, and the orphans have, like, tasers and, you know, shotguns. All of the teen, all four teens are like, we don't know what to do. We're just teens. We're not as strong as the adults, and we're, I guess, also not as strong as the six-year-olds. <laughs> so, like, they... It's so crazy. Like, none of, none of these four teens, they're just, like, literally sitting in the corner crying. No one is trying to do anything. No one is standing up to these kids. They're all like, fuck, I'll use my phone. And they're like, oh, no, my phone doesn't oh, work. What happened? I'm out of power. If I, I, I'm i powerless if I'm a teen without a phone. Also, how did these, like, I know some of these kids have chainsaws, but it's like, how did these children overpower every single one of these adults? It's just crazy. I mean, they didn't, they only had to overpower a few of them to, to make, I think, these other adults uh, play ball. I'm just saying, like, this scenario is absolutely wild. But um, I think during this scene, Bo gets some sort of idea. I'm not really sure I, you know, clock what, what the plan is here. Because she has um, our, our our buddy, uh, our buddy Cal- Calder. Calder. She, they're, they're like, they kind of come up with a plan. And then Calder's like, all right, I'll make a break for it. And he like, he makes like the most subtle of movements and maybe this is why the people can't fight back because he like makes the slightest break and Eden like is like, get him. And then immediately his face is just completely smushed inwards by a baseball bat. Like it's not even just crushed in one dude hits him in the back. So he drops to his knees. Then there's a guy in front of him who almost does like a golf swing style yeah. and like peels an entire side of this kid's face off he hit him with like an aluminum bat it would just knock you out yeah it, it would rips not rips this kid's face yeah, off Yeah, it's crazy. he looks like fucking two yeah, face it's insane uh and he dies and it's funny we get a look funny little shot of eden as she's doing one of those like paper fortune teller things and she goes mm. you know she does like she does do a funny reaction here or there in the movie so i, I gotta give her props for that uh, but then, so, you know, our, our friends are looking, uh, the, the three remaining teenagers are looking very distraught now because Calder's dead. Uh, um, two baseball bat hits and this kid is dead. Like Rex made out of fucking glass. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't meant to survive. Uh, I also like that the sheriff, this whole movie is like, <laughs> he's like wearing a, like a onesie, like one of those like white, just like full body pajama sets, <laughs> just you know, full, plus, full but he's still, long johns. yeah, he's got full long johns <laughs> plus his sheriff's hat still on, you know, you know, he's a bad sheriff cause he wears a black. Hat. Oh yeah. That's how you know. Um, Let's see, Eden comes up with a plan. She puts on, like, a terrible, awkward-looking, fleshy uh, gas mask. And this is when I believe that they pump in the, the, what is it from the beginning of the movie, the halothane, right? The halothane, yeah. Right, but this time it... She grabs the hose and just, like, but this time, hoses down the Yeah, jail but cell. she's a kid. She knows how the halothane works, so she doesn't kill all of them. She 
puts him to sleep. Unlike earlier in the movie where the adults didn't know how much to use and killed all the kids. Because she has to put the ki- the adults to sleep because now they wake up in possibly one of the most escapable horror movie traps I've ever seen. Yeah, just a big ass. I think it's the same. I have to assume it's, it's the, the it's same when they were painting that they yeah. were painting. No, it is yeah. because they the 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 roots painted red are there. The buckets are there. It's the same ditch. So all of the adults wake up in a in the ditch that the kids were painting the roots in. Um, I, I guess fucking the teens, Bo and the rest of her friends were just waiting all night for the parents to wake up because now there's just a dozen parents in a ditch that's not even that deep like they could just climb out of it but they choose to go this ditch (laughs) is definitely no taller than six and a half feet no you could one and also there's roots on all sides of it that you could grab onto and climb yourself up out of but all literally all of the adults you know they listen to eden's spiel about how she's gonna take care of them uh, and she's going to deal with their, you know, e- evil ways. She, like, calls the names of, I guess, the kids that she knows are, like, tractor certified. Because these kids just, <laughs> there's, like, three kids that know how to operate this heavy machinery. And they just bury alive these adults who put up zero fight whatsoever. Like, Bo is like, you can't do this. Please stop burying our parents alive. And all these kids are like, oh, I can't fucking wait to just dump this dirt on these assholes. And they just, they just let it happen. Like, all of these adults die, and they're just like, oh, no, don't put dirt, oh, you put the dirt on me, oh, no, oh, I'm buried alive, oh, I guess I can't do anything about this, I'm dead. It's, right, it's one thing if they had, like, a constant stream of dirt on top of them or something, but it's just, like, slowly, like, two front loaders dump a bunch of dirt on top of them. It's like, if you guys just, like, waited and kind of ran around the fucking uh, pit, it would they would dump enough dirt for you to just crawl out on top. Right, of. you just let the first bit of dirt, you know, wash over you. You climb out on top. You let the second dirt wash. You just keep climbing until the, the hole's filled, but you're not buried alive. Like, they're not tied down or anything. It's crazy. <laughs> We see Bo's mom get trampled. A bunch of people are like, fuck this. And they push her to the ground and try to step on top of her. Doesn't work. She's the town tramp. We can stomp all over her. A couple of loads of dirt in and everybody is quelled. <laughs> Eden looks very satisfied. She's and satisfied they just this whole the movie, dirt man. in down on top of them. Yep. We get a shot of the only remaining bit of, hu- of human is like, Bo's mom's hand with her wedding ring sticking out and it's like all right calm down movie she didn't even respect that ring all right you want to talk about corny (laughs) oh we get one of 300 shots of Bo just crying and on looking to the horror around her without intervening or even speaking up about yeah it's just basically like shots of the corn there's like the three teens left I think Bo says to just like leave She's, like, distraught. But then eventually Bo figures out that, like, she, she, a a way to, she's like, all right, I figured out I have to play along with this girl. And that, I got to play the long game. And that's how I'm going to overcome her. Uh, Because Bo's, one of the, so the pastor and Bo's dad are still alive. They were not brought to the pit because, at the very least, I know that they say it. 
the the pastor wasn't brought there because he advocated for the corn. He was like, because earlier in the movie, he was like, don't tear down the corn. It's a moral issue. Uh, and so they're like, oh, well, you said don't don't ruin the corn. And we like that. So you get to live. I don't know why the dad was chosen to, you know, be spared. It's almost like there's no reason at all. Almost no reason at all, except just to make the movie go forward. But this is also where we find out that I guess like the pastor adopted Eden when after the cold open of the movie. And but was I reading this right? So basically what we're led to believe is that the pastor sort of like took in lots of different foster kids and just molested all of them. I don't know if he took in more than Eden or if it's just Eden or what the situation is because they don't explain anything. Right, but he definitely, like, the movie implies that he definitely tried, at least tried to molest Eden, right? Yeah, because when they roll in and he's like, oh, you like me. I'm I'm about the corn. I love the corn. Big corn guy. Love corn. Right, and they're like, you do love the corn, but you tried to love Eden more. So you get to die. But the thing is, they don't even say it. They don't say any. They're just like, but you know what you did. And he's like, oh, I do know what I did. Whoops. But that being said, we as the audience kind of get what they're we have to getting assume. at. We assume he's a priest or a pastor. We know what they do. Just based on t- statistics. Yeah. Um, and so all the kids kind of like get the pastor down on the ground. Eden crawls on top of him. She's got her corn blade. And she carves out both this guys so i do have to say there's some decent gore in this movie although these eyeball scenes are super cgi like you can see when she first starts cutting out his one eyeball that the other eyeball is always is already pre-cgi'd to be cut out (laughs) um and so but she does you know she like sits on top of the pastor carves out his eyeballs and then she like reaches down and goes like and like rips them out of his skull, and then she has this funny shot of this little girl dangling these two like adult eyeballs in front of her, which, you know, I I, I can appreciate. It was fun. It was it, fun. W- look, if the, if they're gonna bury half the population, that's a pretty lame way to do it. This is a good way to follow up. Yeah, this you, is a fun. Yeah, kill. you got to give us some some gore, right? And, and then he's still alive, and he's like, ah, my eyes, and then the kids like stomp the shit out of them there's like a very they do a scary yelling yeah they They, they they do do like this like scary uh, monster yeah it's very lord of the flies like guttural sort of like group scream where they after they've cut out this guy's eyes they finish him off i i do gotta say like you know i I don't think kate moyer like is perfect all the time in this movie and i don't think this is the direction to go for children of the corn but i think she did pretty well with what what she was given you know that's what i'm saying like this this for a child actress yeah. this girl is fucking bringing it yeah i i, I think th- it was up to the direction and production of the movie to like guide her into a different performance but the performance that she did give them pretty solid and so after this scene um they fucking like a couple of the older kids like like lead the the remaining adult men via chainsaw into the corn and they're like you go into the corn and if you survive <laughs> they're like, I, I guess that's the if you survive then the corn god has chosen you as one of his own and will not chainsaw you if you come out uh and then a little bit later after that again more sprawling fucking corn scenes 
Um, we get another town hall sequence with Eden. Obviously, sans any adult at this point. Um, I think yeah, uh, I think Bo has already told all her friends to go home, right? Or not go home, but leave. She's like, I'm Bo. I'm the main yeah. character. I'll stay here. Everybody else has to leave the movie. Yeah, she told all of her friends to go to like the next town over and yeah. get help. I think they they mentioned the town of Candlestick, yes, which is a stupid name for a town. But I don't even know if that's a Stephen King reference or not. Um, but then I, no clue. So basically, I think what what's going on at now is like Bo has sort of like concocted a plan to like in, ingratiate herself with, um, with Eden, because Eden has the you know she has a couple of people held hostage she wants to also make the area safe for her dad to return also eden has captured the like influencer that was supposed to come and meet with them uh <laughs> could you imagine you're a fucking internet journalist dude, and you're like and you stumble i'm gonna upon go to this podunk town and do a corn story honestly and the next thing you know you're getting captured by children this movie would have been better from the perspective of the influencer I a hundred percent agree. This, that would be that's honestly that's the movie to make right now. Yeah. That's I mean realistically that's the movie to make like four years ago yeah. when they made that other mm-hmm. one. But like that's yeah, the movie. This, I think the original movie and I again I can't speak for the the story the short story but like for the original movie I know is like it, it's like a, a strangers like who are not from the town stumble upon it and have to figure out what happened. And that's what like you, you like this movie doesn't work when you figure out all of the wants and needs of all of the children of the corn. Like it's not interesting anymore. (laughs) No, like especially when they're not interested in obeying their God, they just want their corn inheritance to come through. You know, it's, it's (laughs) becomes way less compelling. Uh, when, when, like you guys flushed down our generational wealth, right? Exactly. Which wasn't much to begin with, but you guys flushed it down the toilet, and now we're getting revenge, right? Like much less compelling. Um, but yeah, so Bo has basically concocted this idea to just like ingratiate herself with with Eden and really get on her good side. Um, and so she's like, oh well, you know, why don't we bring? We'll bring. You know, we can't kill her here. The influencer here. We have to bring her to. You know, bring her to the barn. And so we get a bunch of kids who are clearly like 19-year-olds dressed, short 19-year-olds dressed up to look like kids, um, if not older. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they all carry this influencer woman into the like main barn from the beginning of the movie. The one that has the abandoned car out front that they were beating the shit out of that let us not forget earlier in the movie when they were all the kids were beating the shit out of it called her called her hey why are you hitting my grandma's car you're making you're making all of the fuel that's very flammable spill all over the other very flammable corn that's everywhere i can't believe you broke my grandma's gas tank all yeah. over this flammable corn yeah dust. he he like called he like called his shot so hard early in the movie where we're like well i guess we know what Thanks. happens at the end um and so like the the all the kids string up this chick um but this is when Bo walks into the barn she realizes that like her two other friends that she said you know hey get out of here like you guys go be safe I'll save the day 
they are like also brutally murdered. Brutal. It's brutal, brutally dude. Murdered. The one girl has like an axe stuck in her head and she's just chained up in the corner. The other chick is just being dangled by run one wrist and like her like arms and legs are like have been chopped off. Like it's they're so it's so brutal. And it's like, why wouldn't you show that movie? Show those scenes. Yeah. Like nothing I mean, else was good happening. Reveal, but like, yeah, like, nothing interesting was happening. That would be more interesting than showing the deaths of those characters. Uh, it's, yeah. it's it's such a bad move. But so, Bo, like, uh, as as the kids are stringing up this, like, already brutally beaten influencer. Um, and it's so funny because uh, Eden, she, she's, like, very, like, she she's, like, uh, what I imagine, like, Drew Barrymore or, like, somebody to be on set where she's, like, very snappy. Like, uh, I'm the star. Hello. You know, come here. <laughs> Come out, uh, uh, she's string just her very up, matter string of fact. Her up. She's like, let's get the work done. Yeah, you know, it's like, string her up. Come on, we got shit to do. She's always got her hands on her hips, you know, and she's always she's yeah. always dressed up nice. It's it's just very funny. Uh, but so they they string this influencer up and they open open up wide uh, the doors wide to the barn, and uh, Eden calls out. She's like, come to us, he who walks. And they they stop there though. They call her he who walks. Or they call them, you know, he who walks. And it's like, just say the whole title that Stephen King wrote. Right? Like, just do it. Yeah, I, that would have been the, that would have been the, I like, they passed by some, uh, some graffiti earlier that says he who walks. And I thought that was cool. But like, this is the moment where you give it the, the whole, the whole title. You, you really like. Right? Just have her go down. Just have her it, like. Just, it'd be more right, impactful. Just have her turn and be like, this is him. He who walks behind the rose, you know, say it, say the whole thing. It's creepy. It works like it just, just do it. But, uh, you know, she, she says, come he who walks and then like nothing happens. And Bo is like, ha, I got you. He's not even real. And it's like, right. I called your bluff. But then, uh, he uses this opportunity of doubt, you know, among the kids to like, charge at Eden and she's got a you know Bo's got a knife and she's like threatening to like slice her throat and then what do we see in the distance the corn stalks start like fucking moving side to side like something's moving through them and it's like oh shit what's gonna happen what's gonna come out of here and let me tell you what comes out of here it's just like the the first draft of Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy it is the worst CGI monster like they te- they do tease us here for a little bit. They don't quite show him, but I'm just going to, you know, not bury the lead and I'm going to say it is possibly and you know me, Eric, uh, and the 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 listeners will come to learn that I love a creature feature. I if you can turn like a regular scary movie, you know, and then just like throw a creature in there and and just like throw everything for a loop. I love that. Like I love Netflix's like the rich the ritual. Um, what's that Oof, one with the apartment so building? Like no one leaves here alive. Um, no one gets out alive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that's yeah, so good. That kind of thing. I fucking love it. If you can just throw a crazy creature like unexpectedly into a movie, or even if like you know you cast a lot of doubt in during the movie as to whether or not a creature is actually real or if not you can like, give a really satisfying third act creature yeah. reveal by not fucking it up prior mm-hmm. Mwah, chef's it's, kiss it, I, I and even like a regular like 
I love, I think a big underrated one, Cloverfield, like I love that movie. You know, if you, if you, if you do a good job at concealing your creature properly, you can have him throughout the whole movie, but like have it still be terrifying by not showing too much, even if he's in the whole movie. They both like saved this creature for the last chunk of the movie and also showed him too much. Yeah. Like, interesting, like interesting they, they both flip. they both showed him too little and too much at the same time in one movie, which is wild. And he looks fucking stupid. Like just just watch just watch a Guardians of the Galaxy movie if you want to see this creature. Like Groot looks a hundred times better. And even then, Groot doesn't look even great most of the time. This thing looks like a bionicle made out of corn. Dude, it does look like a bionicle. You're so right. Yeah, if go watch anybody who wants to know what this thing looks like, watch like a bionicles commercial from like 2006, <laughs> and you'll know. Ex- and look out for the yeah, green. You'll know one. exactly what this creature looks like. Uh, so it grabs, you know, what's her face and pulls her. You know, the influencer pulls her away. Uh, and now uh, our main character, Bo, is like, oh, shit, the corn god's real. I don't even know what the fuck's going on. Um, so then, like, the kids coat her in infinite gasoline. They just, like, drowned her in gasoline. There's one kid pumping it out of the fucking barrel, and there's another kid hosing her down. Yeah. She gets, like, knocked out pretty she quick, spends, and then they just, like, hose her with she gasoline. She spends the rest of this... This actress spends the rest of this movie just dripping gasoline. Like, anytime she... Like, <laughs> the, it's not raining at this... In, in this movie. Like, this, there, there's not a single scene with rain in this movie. But anytime from here on out she's on screen, it looks like it's raining. Because even the slightest motion from her, like, gasoline is just, like pouring off of her in all directions it's it's absolutely crazy um and so you would think that she's just like shitting gasoline as she runs it's absolutely insane it's just drenched it's crazy and so she just sprints she manages to get away and just like it's just a mad dash through the cornfield eventually she does like trip uh on like a you know bundle of corn and she where she lands, she finds, uh, I think, her mom or her dad's wedding ring. And then she, like, pans up. It's her dad. And she sees her dad is, he's just got corn growing in and out of him all over the place, you know. So he clearly didn't make it out of the corn uh, like he was supposed to earlier in the movie. And she's upset. It's kind of cool. He's, like, strung up like a scarecrow. But, like, it's true. Yeah, he does look like a scarecrow. by a bunch of corn. Yeah, it's, it's like, a pretty cool moment. I, I do like the dad's death in this. Like, I think his, like, him looking like a scarecrow is is very interesting like that's a clever way to to show him but then when we like leave him it's there's like a really bad like lingering shot on his head where like cgi corn like grass grows out from his head and it just looks so stupid um and then we get another shot eventually uh bow like runs she runs through the corn into a clearing that has the uh that like busted up car from earlier in the movie yeah it's a clearing from um, the where all the kids were doing the like you know walk the plank game and this is where we get like our best one of our better shots of the creature because the the influencer is laying there on the ground and she's like help me and then she gets like kind of dragged behind the car and then you see like the corn guy stand up and loom over the car <laughs> and dude 
the like he you see her you see like the corn guy as he lifts up the woman and he's got like an, an arm in each of his hands and he just does the he does the hot dog style like he just splits her open i think it's her feet i think he rips her open oh, from, from foot from foot taint to tip feet to tip either way it's still hot dog style um <laughs> And he just, he just like rips her open and then just goes like, meh, that was fun. And and then tosses her, her two halves of her body into the corn like it's nothing. And it is the worst CGI. Like it looks. They go flying. Dude. He throws them and they go fucking flying into the corn. And the scene is so well lit that you have no choice but to see how bad the CGI looks. Yeah. Like it looks terrible and if you had just like turned the k on a little bit you know like make this a little dark make it like oh what she's right make it from it her perspective need to be lit this well right for no reason there's no stars in well. the sky also we're in like fucking rural idaho not a star to be seen pitch black darkness uh but like except except for right here in the middle of this field for dude, some the reason cgi blood is just out of control. It looks so bad. He even the funniest thing is the fucking corn guy. Like after he rips rips her in half, he kind of like shakes her out like a fucking like a wet blanket. Like he's like, ugh, gotta get all this gunk out of here. Like he does a couple like <laughs> like you know like he he slops her around a little bit to make sure she's not as drippy, and then tosses her. And then, like he's doing housekeeping, you know. But also, he tosses her, and her her body parts go like eighty miles in opposite directions. Like he goes, eh, and they, they just he, go fucking so far. The physicality of the character does not match the force at which these body parts fucking lift off into the distance. Uh, dude, they go oh so far. Oh my god. I'm telling you, though, so this creature and the way he... Because we're about to get a chase sequence with her um, and this corn creature. They give me... I said it while we were watching it. I'll say it now. It reminds me of how the Transformers are animated in the Michael Bay Transformers movies. Like, the way they kind of, like... The way they, they move by just sort of, like, rolling their entire, like, robot bodies around, right? And, like, just the way they move when they're, like... This guy, this corn dude, would fit right in with the Transformers movies. But, like... A hundred percent. Like... It's... Yeah, it, right? It gives it, you that exact vibe. It it doesn't... It, he looks like a wave of corn. Yeah. When he moves. He doesn't look like he's, like, taking step after step. He just looks like a fucking maelstrom of corn. Yeah, like, he... It's almost like he... When he steps into the cornfield... He, he is one with it, you know, and he just kind of moves by moving the corn around. Um, but so you'd think it would be easy for him to catch Bo, but it's not. Uh, and she continues to like sprint through. There's some like kind of fun corn effects, but like they, they it's just not good enough. It's too little too late at this point in the movie. Um, and so Bo continues her like mad dash to be saved from the you know, corn guy. Eventually she gets like knocked down and she gets like a real up close encounter with him. And we get just like the full visual of this thing's face. And it just looks so stupid. Like it's like, it looks like a secret 
Mortal Kombat character from like a 2006 game. Yeah. Like it, it's just not good. It's just bad CGI. It's just, it, it, it's just not good. It's like I don't look. Even the very first time I heard about the original Children of the Corn, if you would have told me like, "Oh yeah, they have a big monster and it's made out of corn," I would have been like, "Wow, that's fucking stupid." <laughs> So I don't understand why on the 11th entry they were like, you know what? It's time for corn. It's monster. time to put him in full view. We've earned it. But there's yeah, we've earned it. It's hilarious considering <laughs> the last eight entries of your fucking franchise were straight to video, straight to VHS, straight to VOD. Yeah. Well, it's I don't know. I wish I I wish we were involved in the decision making, Eric, because I think we would have helped this movie, but we weren't, and it's bad so like uh we get this shot you know where we get like a real up close and personal look at the corn monster it's not good it would have been better if we just saw less of him which is funny because last episode we talked about something's wrong with the children which was a creepy kids movie that needed to show more of the monster i it's it's a delicate balance it's an inverse now we need we need to see way less of the monster in this movie it is a delicate balance. It's a, it's a uh, it's a ballet, a horror ballet that uh, this movie does not perform very well. Also, the the creature like pukes out bugs too, corn bugs. I don't know if there's like an insect that's particularly like uh, involved with corn, but he like pukes it all over her. Um, but as it's eventually like the corn monster starts to like strangle Bo, and it's like hissing. It's got like spiky corn teeth. And she reaches into the brush and she finds, like, the, like, corn cob hilted scythe that, like, was uh, pointed out earlier in the movie. And she just grabs it and she stabs the fucking corn monster right in the mouth. Uh, and he screams because I this guess is, this corn monster feels pain. I don't know why. This is one of those weird edits that I don't understand. They, like, fucked up the sequence of this edit because... She, the corn monster has its like corn hand around her throat. She stabs it and then it cuts immediately from the corn stab in the eye to her jumping up from the ground with nothing on her. And then it cuts to the corn monster reeling huh? back. <laughs> From getting stabbed in the eye. And I'm like, you had the actress jump up before the character. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just, <laughs> nobody looked at this thing before they no, put it nobody out. nobody did. Um, and so, but yeah, Bo gets away. She's able to get back to that car that's been, like, it's, it's fucking, like, Chekhov's, you know, speedster, this whole movie. Gas tank. <laughs> and so, even though this movie had, this car has been, leaking gas for presumably at least like you know five days if not more um i'm gonna say at the very least it's been leaking gas for over six hours but she manages to it's get done. into this car it's empty. because we different we we specifically pointed out earlier in the movie how this gas tank was leaking fuel pretty uh heavily but uh, Bo, you know, she gets into the car. She tries to start it. Oh, it doesn't start. What a shock. Oh, she's so upset. She tries it again. She tries it again. <gasps> she's almost desperate. She tries it one more time. Oh, now it works, obviously, because it's a movie. So clearly that's going to work. And then she turns on the car and just drives straight through the corn. Like, 
like she just like carves a rectangle path just straight through the corn uh just flooring it through which the is very it's very funny you know i i like watching corn like uh like the 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 crop signals you know like from above being made you know i like watching vehicles <laughs> just drive through the corn to create this artistry um she eventually gets out of the corn and into into a almost identical scene from the last movie we talked about yeah where they're driving out of the woods it is it is almost a it's like almost like frame for frame the the girl like busts the car out of the woods onto a inexplicable dirt road and then (laughs) but at least in this movie um she looks at like a sign for the town that's like got this creepy cartoon corn character who's like, it's corntastic. Uh, and she just goes, fuck that shit. And she starts to like, she gets ready to like floor it, you know, but then the car goes ooh, 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 and it dies <laughs> because obviously we have to have some drama because she can't, she can't be allowed to just leave uh and as she's trying to start the car again suddenly our old friend eden is in the back seat creepy kid style she uh, appears uh, completely unexplainable no how she's got corn powers because she's evolved now um so then eden has some you know like snarky creepy kid shit to say um i think she like uh it, it basically tells her she's like oh well there's nothing you can do because Corn God is going to kill you. Like, I, you know, I'm his chosen one. We're just going to keep doing this. So you might as well just give up. And so Bo is like, well, can I have one last cigarette? And then Eden's like, I didn't know you smoked. And so she's like, Bo's putting on this like ruse that she's like been smoking because there's like cigarettes on the dashboard because this is somebody else's car. Calder's grandma's car. And it's so like dumb. even Eden could figure out what's going on here, right? Like it's right. Like it's such an up obvious until this point. Ploy. Eden has been shown to be really intelligent and resourceful, like, right? Like she would she, clearly yeah. know what Bo is trying to do here because Bo has proven herself to be not very resourceful. <laughs> but either way, you know, because the movie's got to end. Um, Bo tricks Eden into letting her like light a cigarette and they both leave the car like ready to like let corn God, you know, take his sacrifice. But then like, yeah, Edith's holding her at like point blank range with the cattle gun and they get out of the car. You know, uh, Bo leans down, you know, she lights the cigarette. Eden's got the gun, like you said, point blank. And then Bo's like, did you, she tries to like one up Eden, you know, to be a badass. And she tries to have her moment, you know, in the sun. She was, did you like really think that I drove this whole car leaking fuel and I wasn't going to wind up exactly where I wanted to be? And then she it you know, turns into a Naruto fight the way she, she monologues dude, through this dude, like solution. It is exactly a shonen fucking jump, like, uh, battle turn reveal where they're like haha you didn't know this secret jutsu that i had it's called throwing the lighter into the <laughs> lighter fluid it's called lighting all the corn on fire jutsu <laughs> oh my my hand signs God. are two middle fingers <laughs> dude it's exactly that because then Eunan goes what <laughs> and then 
the like she fucking lights the the trail the perfectly traced trail of uh, engine fuel that has been driven through like I don't know two miles of corn and you watch the whole thing like light up and Eden's screaming and you see oh dude this eventually we it leads all the way back to the barn and the barn explodes because it's filled with at the very last second you see that the barn is filled with the chemical that the town put on the corn that ruined the corn to begin with and that's what really makes the explosion but dude the explosion listeners i can't even it it is it's possibly the worst most cartooniest looking explosion graphics it's almost like the the people who edited this movie just bought like a like series of like non DRM like explosion gifs and then just put, just like spliced them into the movie. Dude, it's so bad. It, it looks it's like so. It's like bad. you bought a VFX pack of explosions and then just layered all three uh, like, right next to each other. Yeah, like six times. It looks it looks so fucking bad. I can't. I couldn't even it believe looks like it. Something from like the Amanda Show. Like if the Amanda Show had to show a barn <laughs> blowing up at night, they would show it's this so clip. Fucking bad. It's awful. Um, and you know you'd think that would be the end of the movie. Except that we gotta show Corn Dad one more time, um, and he 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 shows up already on fire, and he's like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "Do you see what's going on with the corn right now, Eden? What happened?" And then Eden's like, "I'm sorry, let's go, Corn Dad." And they just both kind of like walk into the corn, and like we're supposed to be led to assume that you know that's that's the end of Eden and Corn Daddy. Right, but oh, I wish that was yeah. The end of I also, corn daddy. I also wish that was the end. And let's, you know, we've already harped on how bad Corn Daddy looks. He looks just as bad in full view on fire. You know, he he just looks terrible. Uh, he's like even gets like a sad group moment where like Eden looks at him and she's like crying because he's on fire and she apologizes. She apologizes <laughs> to him. She's like, I'm sorry. And he does this like we are Groot scene where he's like. Let's go, child. And then they he like got no arms left, and he just kind of limps into the woods. He lets out like a a Groot scream, and he does the <laughs> he does the fucking like Terminator. Like he puts his hands up and like sinks into the flames. And he's like, ah, remember me? <laughs> it's fucking. It's so stupid. And then I guess all the kids are just like let loose from their. I don't know. Were they hypnotized? The movie never really explains it, like, or makes any effort to even. Like, I guess all the kids are forgiven. I, I don't fuck. It they all have a group really hug. Like Bo and the rest of the crew, including her brother that murdered their parents. They all group hug and they're like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I guess you know that was pretty crazy, right? <laughs> you want to just like go home, get a muffin or something." Um, but then we get a sh- we 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 fade to black. Yeah, we fade to black. We open up the next morning. Bo is walking through, like, well, first of all, she's in a different outfit, which is weird, but she's walking through this, like, CGI, like, biblical wasteland of, like, it's, it is, like, dead, burnt, decimated corn for, like, just scorched for earth fucking, for miles. It's, like, it, you, this is, like, you... To the horizon. Yeah, well, there's nothing on the horizon but scorched corn. And I'm, like, how big was this fucking cornfield? 
but uh she yeah she's walking through it and then um i think she like sifts she sifts through like the 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 soot and the dirt and she finds like this like flower ring that uh eden was wearing like the whole movie that has really no importance but except to show you that this is where eden died also would have melted in a cornfire 100 because it's made out of plastic Um, and she grips it and then something comes up from behind her. She turns around and who is it? Oh, and also the fucking ring is not in her hand anymore because maybe she's also crazy. Who knows? But she turns around and there's the like charred like zombie corpse of Eden standing above her like full on like you see like muscle sinew and bone and she's all red and like, there is not a flake of skin left on this girl. It is literally just like skeletal, zombified, yeah, th- burnt to nothing. Think about corpse. if like she's got one yeah, eye. Yeah, it's like it's basically Gus Fring from Breaking Bad, um, but like all the whole body instead of just like that one part of his face. Like <laughs> Freddy Krueger has more dermis than yeah. this girl. And then and then her head. She says something which doesn't mean anything because who cares? The movie's over. And then she like the face opens up and then the like, corn comes out. And I guess I guess you know what this feels like. It feels like the end of the original Carrie movie where it's like where yeah. it's like I don't know. Is the movie over? Is this real? Is this a dream? It doesn't matter because credits. I guess so. Who gives a fuck? Like it's it's the same. It's the same fucking thing. Uh, and like it's yeah. The corn blasts out and envelops uh, Bo. E, uh and, and it's Bo. like and it's like so. Does Completely that mean Bo like, is wraps her up? Yeah, and it's like shoots down so her throat. So are we led to believe that Bo's dead or was this a dream you know just the because she goes oh that's what she says ian goes like Bo apologizes to her and she goes don't worry Bo. nothing ever dies in the corn and i'm like is that right <laughs> it doesn't feel right does, because there's a bunch seem, of dead parents that doesn't seem accurate based on what you've shown me previously in this film uh, but also, and that's the that end of the, the movie. Case, I feel like we would have got one of the eleven corn entries as children of the corn. Anything, uh, nothing dies right, in the corn. Right, children of the corn six. Nothing dies in the corn. Like that would have been a good one, or even this one. You could have called it that at the very least, because um, this definitely ain't like a reboot. This is like a, this is like throwing the baby out with the bathwater and just like making a different thing altogether that's worse than what you had it's terrible it's so bad like it's a kind of a prequel but kind of like just barely i don't know like it's it's so it's not even it their their justification was that it was a reimagination of his original story divorced of all the other mythologies related to any of the other movies or any of the other sequels. It's stupid. Just completely new. And it's like, you missed the mark. Yeah, it, it, it. You didn't even hit the baseline. It, like I said it earlier, it tries to, like, kind of say something about, like, you know, generational, like, inheritance and, like, you know, how, like, you know, a generation, you know, is kind of like, needs to preserve the world to pass down to the next generation but like it never even like fucking it like starts to say that and it's like oh never mind we're making a fucking horror movie we don't have to say anything of just substance. kidding we have corn daddy we got we with. got a cgi guy we're trying to you know 
have those we're paying those guys to make corn daddy we can't afford actors whatever we gotta cut away from the politics to it's do so, corn daddy shit we paid too much for our bad yeah, cgi this movie's just all over the place it also just feels again it, like i like i said earlier i felt like i rented the wrong movie because it just felt like i was dropped in the middle of like a story that had already been going for like four episodes you know yeah like i was like the the movie expects you to like know all of the inner workings of the characters and then it kills them off so fast that it's like well what do i even give a shit about you know like nothing about this movie works it's right like why did we why did we even bother with the domestic abuse angle on Carl Calder? Right, because they killed that. Because like, they killed what him. We, what did we do that? For? Because Calder's dad died, who was abusing him. But then Calder dies like a half a minute later, and it's like, well, I guess that whole it means nothing, right? That whole storyline was worthless because nothing resolved from it. So, like, who cares? And that's the whole movie. It's just it, the whole movie is just a big fucking nothing burger. Uh, I don't know why we even bothered. It's so, like, it's one of those cases that you and me always come to where it's like, there wasn't a single person along this whole through line of movie production that was like, maybe we could do better, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's just, it's... (laughs) Like, they were making You see it more often than not. Yeah, but I understand for most stuff because it's just, like, independent stories that get, you know, like swept up in the and tainted by just like the the churn of hollywood but like you'd think that after 11 entries and also it just being a stephen king story like there's been really good stephen king adaptations recently and you know what they have in common (laughs) is that they like follow stephen king pretty closely except for the ending and, and yeah, that's usually the formula yeah, to go and with. So, but so like to to like make this movie and just be like, ah, fuck it. We'll make we'll just essentially do our own thing. Like it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Clearly, it wasn't the right move because this movie fucking sucks. Um, I don't know, man. It's weird. I, I'm sad that we watched two kind of. Well, I would say so we agreed last week that um, <laughs> something's wrong with the children is mid. I would say this movie is really bad. This movie is bad. This movie is this bad. Bad, bad. I would bad, watch bad, bad. Something's Wrong with the Children again. I don't ever want to see this one again. I would not watch Something's Wrong with the Children again, <laughs> and I will never talk about this movie again in my life. <laughs> I, can't I will delete this I, movie from my memory. I can't promise I won't talk about uh, it. It's like I, I, I legit am – going to in my personal time try and figure out how many amityville movies there are and maybe i'll watch the very first over again (laughs) because i like the first the original amityville horror is great but then the i maybe i'll watch the one in space just to see how like that compares but yeah i i really hope they just leave this one to die on the vine uh, yeah, do don't. you agree? Do you think it's time to retire Children of the Corn? With you know, as uh, a yeah, as a franchise? I think it's time to put Children of the Corn away. Put it, put uh, it I to don't rest think in it's, the corn. I don't think it's viable. I don't think it. It's clearly not a market success. Every one of the movies that they've made since the second one have been like doo doo mm-hmm. and honestly not even that great financially i just don't know why they keep going back to a mine that has nothing right they barely had any gold in it to begin with right like it's not like children of the corn was like a blockbuster was it like it's just kind of like people were like oh that stephen king movie 
about creepy kids. That was pretty good, right? Like, I mean, I've absolutely like never like heard Avatar, of Children of the know? Corn come <laughs> up in any like horror financials conversation. Right? Ever. You know what I say? I, I say just give it if if you're gonna if anybody wants to do a Children of the Corn thing in the future, make it a series. Give it to Flanagan. If he can't do it, no one can, and then we'll call it after that. That's all I'm. I'd rather spend. I'd rather him spend time on literally anything else. Oh, me too. I'd watch but him make a gonna... Blues Clues horror series, well, and right, I'd watch we're... that before I saw well, all right, now Children we're... of the Corn. Eric, now you're talking about actually marketable ideas, so we have to keep that close to the best. Um, but yeah. I'm interested. You know what? I agree. Cancel, cancel Children of the Corn. I'm done with Children of the Corn. Let's try a. I don't think there's ever been an adaptation of it, but let's do the Tommy Knockers. Let's let's let let's let people try that one out because it's kind of like a similar vibe, but more interesting. All right, all right. Because just going back to the the, the Stephen King. Well, if we're gonna, I mean, catalog. might as well because this is a Stephen King one that's been overdone. Let's try a Stephen King one that's not been done. I don't think Tommy Knockers has ever been adapted. But Tommyknockers is an alien story. It's basically, you know that, like, Twilight Zone one about the town that's been, like, secretly taken over by aliens, but nobody knows it, but people start to get slowly more and more paranoid about aliens being in the town? Uh, Is that the one where they're, like, at the end of the cul-de-sac and then they accidentally shoot, like, one of their neighbors? Tommyknockers is, is like, a full-fledged novel version of that idea, basically. It's about a whole town and how, like, the paranoia of, like, alien, like, supplantification, like, totally corrupts and, like, makes everybody hyper paranoid to the point of, like, the town destroying itself. And, like, I don't know for sure what it, you know, but I I think, like, the the horror of it is, like, are, are aliens actually even involved? Which they probably are because it's Stephen King, but, you know, like, it's more about, the story's more about, like how the the alien possession you know infects the town and turns everybody against each other which is like i think the original short story like the ending is that they they didn't actually invade they just like started a rumor that they invaded Mm -hmm. and it like zooms out from the scene to the aliens being like look we didn't even have to do anything all we had to do was tell them i think that was a treehouse of horror uh what bit also like i think they definitely uh it feels like a treehouse oh, of horror sure. bit. Treehouse Simpsons love to riff on Stephen King. That treehouse of horror has been sucking on the, the King nipple for, for thirty years. <laughs> uh, but all right, so that was uh, Children of the Corn. I'm sorry that we gave uh, listeners two shitty, creepy kid movies in a row. Um, we were hoping that like we'd get a at least one of them, you know, to praise. You know, we, we don't like. I personally don't like to sh- shit on <laughs> to you know a movie for like you know three hours. Feel feels bad, but like you know I gotta we gotta give our honest opinions. And uh, we can promise some some beautiful things in the future. Mm-hmm. You know we recorded these back to back so that the beginning of April is covered and we won't have to worry about doing anything then because I'm moving mm-hmm. and uh, we need some time to you know take care of that yeah but. so just bear with us we'll be a little light on the uh, social media as well you know possibly but you know we're we're gonna be putting out these episodes and like eric said good stuff to come we are covering renfield soon once it releases pope's exorcist Pope's is the next exorcist. one on the block so that one's gonna be 
uh, you know that it might be another stinker. Yeah, but we can't it's, promise. It's gonna be interesting. I can promise that we're gonna, we're at the very least, I'm gonna like Renfield. I I, I can already tell. Um, and then we got Evil Dead coming up, so we got a couple stinkers. But you know, sometimes we gotta check out the you know lower budget, you know, straight to video release movies because a lot of the time we miss out on real good ones. Uh, just because they weren't released in theaters. So I think it's important that we check those out, you know, periodically. And yeah, sometimes we'll oh, end up with real, real doo-doo, doo-doo butters. But, you know, like it's, it's worth it to occasionally, you know, catch a real gem. So uh, thank you for listening. Uh, do we have any uh, final cuts for this one? Or do we want to just plug yet again the social media and the we really want to get people onto the Twitch streams, right? Yeah, and I think definitely come check out the Discord. You know, links in the info. Mm-hmm. You can join. It's uh, it's just a nice a nice place for us to chat and you know check out all the interesting weird horror <laughs> shit that's going on yeah. that you might miss in your yeah. Everyday Eric's life. Uh, super on top of making sure all of the uh, horror news is disseminated through the through the Discord. So like if you're if you want up to if you want like minute by minute updates on interesting horror news, jo- join the Discord. Links at the bottom. Uh, I promise you you will never miss a release again. It's true. He's on t- <laughs> he's on top of it. I've even been very surprised by how on top of it he is. Um but but yeah, so check out the Discord links in the bottom. Uh check us out on Twitch. Uh right now we're streaming on my twitch that's matt x young stay tuned for some some good stuff in the future uh thank you for listening and uh stay creepy creep it real is that the one you liked from last episode creep it real yeah creep it real i like that one all right everyone creep it real creep it real